Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Can okay. you hear me? Yes. I can Hi. hear you. Hi. Okay, so it's recording, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So hello, obviously. Um you're my first interview, so it might be a little bumpy. That's okay. We'll just so, ride the wave together. <laughs> yeah, I figured. And then I figured like I like kind of how Joe Rogan does it. I don't know if you've watched him. Um, I haven't really. Okay, so on Maybe YouTube, a check him out because he has like a ton of good stuff. But um, he just like interviews the person, talks about like literally whatever, you know, kind of like whatever comes to mind. But I have questions, you know, like to get. Yeah, you have like prep questions, but then kind of just see yeah. where it goes. Yeah, yeah. I like I that. Think, I think people are more interested in like, us being genuine and real and like if I go off of like a script it's just like it just seems rehearsed and exactly. yeah I it's like that's not what people you know really want to engage in and hear from us so I'm with it I know yeah. <laughs> so, hello I miss you it's been Same. so long since I talked to you yeah I don't even remember when we last video chatted but um, it's been a while <laughs> yeah it's been a while so we have a lot to go over but um first things first you're Denise Davy. you're my friend from elementary school it's crazy yes. <laughs> I feel thinking about it um but uh I want you to introduce yourself and um introduce kind of what you do for the diamond tree so go ahead um okay well I'm Denise Davy. um I'm currently living in New York, Montauk, New York. I love it out here. They call it the end, which I just love. <laughs> the beginning, the end is what they call it. But cool. um, so I live in Montauk, New York now, all the way from Anaheim, California. Um, and I don't know, I kind of just like dabble in a lot of different things, but most specifically, I enjoy creating dream catchers. Yes. Um, I started making them because I, I just grew such an interest after seeing my uncle Will create them. And he, he still makes some of the most amazing work I've ever seen. It's just gorgeous. Um, but that's what got me excited and interested in doing it. So I kind of, after asking and bugging and bugging and bugging, he and my grandma both kind of sat me down and taught me how to do it. And then from there, I just kind of like played with, um, I don't know, do I want to use a metal hoop or, oh, this branch looks kind of bendy. Maybe I can make something out of that. And then from there, I just kind of, um, I don't know, get excited about trying new things. When did you, when did you learn how to um, do it with your grandma and your uncle, right? Your uncle. Um, must have been like after I graduated high school, even. Um, like I, I remember seeing and doing little art, like, craft workshops like when my grandma was working at the uh, Indian Council and they would set up like powwows and things but I didn't really like I kind of just watched and I didn't really get interested in doing it. I was so busy with like soccer and choir and everything else that I was just like I have no time for this and it wasn't until like after I graduated and um, we moved you know from Anaheim back to Stockton with my grandma like right after high school graduation. Yeah. I, I honestly think it was like the same day. Like I wow. graduated 
and then our U-Haul and the car and everything was packed up what? in the parking lot and we I left. I didn't even that know day. that. That's crazy. Yes. Oh, That's wow. after my dad, my dad lost his job. And so like we had to move like with my grandma for a little while. And so it was really just like, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was like seven of us in this like two bedroom house with a little add on. There's no space. Um, it was all new. Obviously there's a lot of tensions and I just found some solace in like listening to my grandma's stories and my uncle would have his little workshop in the back where he would create dream catchers and um, medicine bags, literally anything. My uncle would get all of his supplies from dumpster diving too, which I just thought was so cool. He never would go out and buy stuff. He would find a used jacket and then rip it up and it would be a dream catcher and a leather bag and all that oh my god he's amazing that's and he so to- cool I yeah have to so, like that's it's just so cool to me I love that yeah so yeah I kind of just like asked my grandma you know like can you just show me how to do the weave work of it and she showed me and even then I I knew how to do it but I didn't really get into it and start creating and making my own but that's how I learned and then it must have been like a couple years later after that, when I was living on my own and you know, you know what they say about idle hands. So I was like, you know, I know how to do this. Let me just like, tr- I looked up YouTube again, make sure I was like, okay, I remember went back and then that's it. <laughs> now here you are. Showing yeah. I love it. So, um, yeah, I obviously love all your dream catchers and I, hope one day I can come visit and we can make them together I think that would be so much fun that would be awesome yeah maybe Phoenix can come we can all do it Mm -hmm. that would be so cool um I guess that can segue into my next question you have a daughter Sequoia who's four five gonna be four in January gonna be four in January yeah she is a handful I can imagine (laughs) so what is that like being a mom now as us being adults now what's it like being a mom is it what you expected are you able to do your art you know all of that kind of stuff what just talk about um (laughs) I definitely I don't know if it's what I expected but I also don't know if I necessarily expected anything you know because I didn't I didn't grow up with my mom um so I maybe have like a little bit of uh Maybe I'm a little hard on myself. You know, I want to be the best absolute possible mom for her because I'm like, I'm going to be all the things that I didn't have when I was younger. But now I have my mom in my life. And like, she was even there with me in the room when I had Sequoia, which still blows my mind to this day. I I know that just from growing up with you, like we grew up with your dad. We played football (laughs) with your dad. We, We were tomboys you know so for you to be with your mom (laughs) and to have your mom there it makes me so happy that you were able to reconnect and like yeah you you know you were able to find that common ground that you know I knew that it was difficult for you growing up and it was hard for me because I do have both my parents and so that Mm -hmm. puts you know that can put tension but I I hope that you know that I appreciated your time with your dad so much. And so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited that you're able to spend this time with your mom. So is she, mm-hmm. she's on the East Coast with you now? She was. Um, they moved to Oklahoma a couple years ago. But my mom, and we, we still talk like every single day. 
That's awesome. Every single day. And now Sequoia even knows how to like video chat her without even me being there. So like sometimes I'll walk around the corner looking for my phone and Sequoia will be like, look, it's Nana. And they're already like mid conversation. Like, okay, I already talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, motherhood's definitely not what I expected because I feel like I just didn't have much to go off. But I'm loving every bit of it. It's my idea that I'm going to take whatever whatever I didn't have growing up and then even the things that I did have that I know didn't work for me I'm changing those things yeah so that's something that like like for instance with Sequoia um I know there are a lot of parents and this you know that will kind of just do the what is it um do as I say not as I do type behavior thing I mean, and we grew up with that type of mentality and it doesn't work <laughs> like because it's just, it just either like gives us these like stigmas or we end up rebelling and acting out later on when we weren't able to. Yeah. So for Sequoia, like, too, I think like, yeah, oh, you can do it, but I can't just because I'm little like, no, that's right. Not cool. So I think one of the things that surprises me the most is that I apologize way more than I ever thought that I would as a parent. Yeah, we never had parents that apologize to us. And I think it's really important. Like if I hurt, and she's really good at letting me know also, like if I hurt her feelings or if something that I did was not cool for her. So I'll just have to like swallow my pride and be like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. And I'm like, look, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And I'm going to worry. And she'll be like, okay, okay. And, I, and we never like leave things bad. We just kind of like hug it out and make sure that everything's cool. Um, and then we just move on. We just move on to something else. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in regards to like whether or not I can do my art, um, it is hard sometimes, you know, mom life, like we get so busy and we have like a million things to do and they're just swirling around our head on like a constant repeat. Um, but I try my hardest to like, if I want to work on a dream catcher or I want to work on a necklace or some artwork or something, then I just kind of like set her up with something right next to me, yeah. like either beadwork for a necklace or um, she likes to do like um, acrylic paintings on cardboard, nice. <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I still have a bunch of her stuff too. It looks really cool. <laughs> well, touching on that, I was actually thinking I want to open up like a children's branch, branch. Yeah. So, you know, mm -hmm. we develop our little diamonds and um, we should 100% do that. I was so, yeah. already thinking, like, I was like, you know, I even asked my husband, I'm like, look at this. This is so cool. I was like, remember that gallery we walked by the other week? And I saw this painting and I was like, this is way better. Sequoia's work is better than this. It looks awesome. So I'm like, maybe I can just like gloss over it and frame it. Yes. And we can sell her work as her work and like all her proceeds can go to like a savings account for her. That would be amazing. And I think I just think that so, would be so cool. So perfect for, you know, mm -hmm. kids to develop that sense of exchange of money because mm -hmm. it's an exchange. It's not like, oh, I need to have all of this. It's well, what am I giving right. to get? You know, so I think it would be so mm -hmm. awesome. And we can work together to like kind of do that because okay. Phoenix... we need to get on that because yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while and I'm okay, excited good. about that. I just like the idea of her even later on being able to be like 
I did this. Yes. You know, I did this. I was I worked free for this. I, and I yes. have it on a website, you know? Yeah, totally. Right. This is my work. And then it can get her excited about either wanting to, you know, be more creative and other ideas, just figure out what she likes to do. Yeah. You know, and there's so many different things that we do. We do a lot. Of, I mean, we do a lot of baking and a lot of like cooking different things. And she likes to create and she's always hands on. Like, I'll just have to teach her how to do something one time. And then she swears she can do it. The next. It's like, I got <laughs> this. Like I got this one. I can do it. I got this. I got it. <laughs> yeah. She, that's the thing though. She sees you do it and she trusts you that you're doing it right. So she trusts herself that she's doing it mm-hmm. right too. Like she, you guys yeah. work together that way, I think. And the fact yeah. that you've established that, you know, um, communication where you apologize and mm-hmm. things like that. I think that that builds that trust. So she'll come to you when she knows she is scared or, you know, and she needs you because she trusts you and she feels comfortable with you rather right. than like trying to go to your friends who don't know what they're talking about. They literally have no idea because they're all going through the same stuff. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, that's the idea. <laughs> the idea is to just kind of like foster this, um, respectful relationship between her and I so that she knows what a respectful relationship looks like and also that she deserves that type of um, communication you know so for age I think that that's important for like we're talking about it because we kind of know because we're living it right it's important for other people who maybe don't have kids to know that they're there they're they're all there they're understanding they're taking it all in and how Mm -hmm. we react to them is shaping who they're gonna be and so when we treat them like you said like oh I do as I say not as I do when we do Mm -hmm. that we're teaching them the opposite of what we want so right it literally makes no sense I've (laughs) I've never understood why some parents say that it just absolutely makes no sense whatsoever (laughs) it's crazy and it it makes me honestly like I said resentful I'm just like oh so Mm -hmm. it's okay for you because you're you've at a certain age or whatever but right anyway so I'm I'm Mm -hmm. super stoked to see Sequoia grow up and I can't wait to promote her art we're definitely going to work on that (laughs) um some other stuff I wanted to talk to you about um let's see so quarantine life has it been different I'm th- I know you were working at a coffee shop um mm-hmm. and then closed and then they opened but now you just moved so well our coffee shop actually never closed we've oh, been open okay. no we didn't we never did but okay. um a few of our stores in the city unfortunately closed down for good oh, so gosh. we yeah we're down to I think like three or four Dang. um We've been open through the whole thing (laughs) and (laughs) it is interesting in that it's really not, (laughs) it's boring. (laughs) 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 Um, As far as like, like for work, I don't know, that's kind of, it's, we're still like learning and evolving as we go. We get some people who are like, you know, really frustrated that this is going on. It's like, oh, I have to wear a mask when I come in. It's like, I hate it too. I don't like it either. It's, but this, if this is what my manager and corporate is asking me to do in order to work here, then, you know, you can at least do it for like the three to five minutes that it takes you to order and walk out the door. You can take it off and it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I almost feel like when people do that, they're just like 
they're so bored. They just want to talk to someone. And sometimes they don't know how to communicate in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So they just talk about something that's bothering them, you know? But I I think that that's what it is, you know, because I totally, I've found that I'm more vocal to my grocery store people clerk Mm -hmm. and stuff because I'm just so like I don't have anyone to talk to (laughs) I can't go to the park I can't do anything really talk to my family all over you know all this because it's restricted so Mm -hmm. I think that people tend to do that but as far as let's see like as far as how it's affected you other than I don't know I guess it's the same everywhere I don't know has it been I mean, anything, anything notable or anything that you'd want to discuss and kind of bring to light, you know, that bothers you or, you know, no, I would say like, like, I think I'm, I don't know, maybe, maybe, um, taking out a little bit more screen time than I would care to admit. Like I, yeah. I actually just recently deleted my Facebook because I, I hadn't had one for so many years. And then I got one when we were <laughs> with um, that person oh. <laughs> in the oh. business thing. <laughs> so that's why I got it. Dang. Okay. <laughs> and then I never really use it. And I was like, it's not necessary for me to have both of these. It's a little overwhelming. I think that we're all stuck inside right mm-hmm. now while all of these massive things are happening out in the world, all these different movements and issues are just kind of like exploding around us while we're all stuck inside like watching it happen and I needed to kind of just um cut off the amount of things I'm taking in in that way because I just felt like it was really unhealthy and I agree with what you're saying like people are kind of just like they have diarrhea of the mouth when they go out and it is almost always negative and I do catch myself kind of like almost just instinctively agreeing with people just to keep the conversation going it's like oh hey like quarantine (laughs) covid this sucks and I'm like yeah I know but I want to actively change the way that I respond to those encounters because I feel like I don't know it's not the healthiest thing to just be like yeah I agree this sucks you know maybe I can just instead be like oh well you know it's more time with your family or now's the time to like try those recipes you haven't tried or and I know yeah. it sounds corny and people are like uh <laughs> like stop with the positivity I, the is, I, I hear like yes we need to say those exact things and then I hear those people <laughs> that you tell that to and they're like mm-hmm. uh, rolling their eyes because they're, they're just like, so oh, in their yeah misery Can't you just agree with me that this is horrible and <laughs> like well I think everybody sucks. agrees you know I think everybody agrees that this sucks but we just need to kind of like change the way that we accept certain things I guess um I wish I was doing more with my art at the moment but honestly like for like the I feel like for the last two months I've just been busy nonstop. we just moved yeah. and my husband just started his business and yeah so getting all the transitioning and everything I think once we settle down in the house a little bit more yeah um, I do have my own little spot now where only all my arts and crafts stuff is at which is really nice your own little studio yeah my little zen corner so um, I'm excited to dive into that and I already have you know how you like we start one project and then we just don't even work on it again for like the next couple months so I've got like four of those going yeah yeah you got like five different projects to finish yeah 
and they're all very different too like I'm really starting to um tap into working with shells more with um specifically coag shells because that's where we get like the wampum like this um material here this necklace yeah um so that's made from if you look at the the one that i think they're quag shells that you make like that you eat clams out of Uh well when you open them up they have this incredibly beautiful like white and purple iridescent color yes and (laughs) there are a lot of um native tribes on the coast that use these for they call them wampum which is like they would make these incredibly um intricate belts made out of beads that were just like painstakingly carved by hand over time and it's just like it's it's almost medicinal you know to just be kind of to take that time and do it and so yeah so I found because you lose yourself you get into the passion Mm -hmm. you you become godlike uh, the way I feel like when you yourself you are, you're just a shell mm-hmm. and the God is just working through you and it's coming through your art. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. For you. And you're just like reconnecting back with nature. So like all, everything that that shell has been through is now in my hands and I'm like polishing it and creating it into something else. And so I think that's really beautiful. I'm so excited to like start to learn how to carve them more and work with them. Um, I started... I think I want to say like even at the beginning of quarantine, I guess, like started taking more walks on the beach with Sequoia and my husband, like right at when, you know, sunset is going to happen. And then we saw the first one just kind of like um, wash up. And I was like, I didn't realize we had so many of these here. And we just made it a thing. Like every time we would go out to just hunt for them. And Sequoia would run up to me like, mom, I found a purple shell. I found a purple shell. I'm like, awesome. Put it in the bucket. And now I just have heaps of them that I'm like excited to start working with. That's but so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait I'm to really see what you come up with. Cause I know like you can like mm-hmm. just talking about a belt and like I'm sure earrings and ev- like yeah. just everything. So, says, oh, carving, everything. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on making a lot of pendants with them. Like because I yeah. got myself like one of those little rotary um drills. Mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm excited to see what I can do oh, with I'm so like I'm so <laughs> for you I'm so excited I cannot wait to see what you come up with, with yeah that. new stuff new toys <laughs> yeah literally I go to like Michael's or Joanne's and mm-hmm. I'm like I, I have word diarrhea with them and I'm like yeah I have like a million projects and like <laughs> about that and they're like yeah they're probably just like yes every single person that comes in here has a million projects going. literally literally <laughs> they're like oh my god go home and work on them <laughs> basically but anyways i'm oh, i'm just so excited let me see what other questions that i had for you um that kind because of, i'm like i'm just too excited so my brain just like stopped working um, i'm the same i'm so the same but let's see so i kind of went over a lot of the other like art stuff but i mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you more just like friend and personal level stuff you know because I think that that's good so a couple questions I don't know if you want to which one you'd want to talk about first but um I have chicken of the woods so the mushrooms that you pick (laughs) or um you can talk about your horror movie monthly thing so either one you want to go off on (laughs) well I'm honestly like both is cool the chicken of the woods one will be really like quick mostly because I'm not really a forager I'm like 
uh, that's another thing that I like dabble in. There's just so many things that I dabble in. And if I were to like really hone in and focus on one, I could probably be like an expert at it. But instead I'm just like, like mediocre at a bunch of random things because you're a renaissance woman that's what I yeah it's just fun do anything yeah so I I came across this post a while back and it was like a chicken of the woods and I'm like well that's cool because I'm like mushrooms fascinate me um Sequoia believes that um that's where the fairies live well that's because that's what I told her so every time we see mushrooms she's like the fairies are here I'm like yes they are are. (laughs) so I like read up about them that they were this um really really good meat substitute um and I liked it I was vegetarian for a while and when I got pregnant with Sequoia I started craving meat I tried red meat was a really bad idea I still have not eaten red meat since I was like four months pregnant with Sequoia um but I did start eating chicken again when I was pregnant with her and I still continue to eat chicken um but I try to do like maybe three or four nights out of the week just vegetarian meal because this reduced the meat but I still get like my fix here and there yeah and I saw that there was this mushroom it's this bright orange like really pretty mushroom that grows out here um probably between I can't exactly remember yeah Biff, go right ahead right there yes she's like can I go to the restroom please (laughs) Can I bug you really quick? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing yes. there? No, not not yet. Why? Um, because it's not time. <laughs> Go to the restroom. Go to the restroom, please. Thank you. <laughs> so, I um uh, like what was I talking about? Oh, so the mushroom itself is it's supposed to be it's obviously it's not poisonous and the only other mushroom that it can be mistaken for is also not poisonous. So it's generally safe. Um, Anybody can find it. And it was really easy when we was driving down the road, we were gonna go pick up pumpkins. And um, I kind of like saw it out of the corner of my eye driving, just like this bright orange. And I was like, I was like, babe, stop. And he pulled over, (laughs) he's like, what, what? And I was like looking and I'm like, it's chicken of the woods mushrooms. I found one. And I was like, oh my gosh, do we have to stop now? And I was like, no, but can we stop on the way back? And he was like, if we remember, if we remember, of course I'm going to remember. So I like remembered exactly where it was at and I made him stop. And I like took his pocket knife and ran into the, into the woods and like just cut it off, brought it home and cleaned it up. And oh my God, it is like really good. I didn't know what to do with it at first. So like I cleaned it off and I froze it because that's what it said that was like the best way to keep it. Yeah. And then I just recently tried like, um, an LNL barbecue recipe, like, like for uh, chicken katsu. Yeah. Yes. But chicken of the woods and it was really good. It looked like the real LNL. I had to go back. I had to go back to realize it was the (laughs) mushrooms. Literally. I was like, where did you get this? (laughs) It was so good. I mean, I tried like a tiny piece first because they say that like, you should still try a tiny piece because it might like mess with your stomach. And I'm like, Okay, well, that makes sense. Obviously, animals do that. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> like, so I tried it and I felt fine. And then the next day I just went in. It was so bomb. I'm oh, thinking gosh. like the next one I'm going to make is probably like a, I don't know, some type of barbecue chicken with like Thai noodles or something. Yeah, that sounds really like tacos or something. I don't know. But... What are you saying, Missy? She, would you like to meet, would you like to meet Sequoia? 
with the oh, with yes. the like yes. beat her. Like Hi, our new, our new Hi. Tree. Hi, Sequoia. Do you remember me? Yeah. Yeah. That's Sammy. Yes. Hi, Sammy. I was <laughs> I was telling her about your How artwork, you about your paintings. Thank you. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm gonna we're gonna put them on our website so that you can show your work and you can sell it to people who love it. Does that sound yeah, cool? I like it. That's so exciting, right? I'm so excited for you. Do you want to go see my room? <laughs> maybe um, you know, maybe later. We're maybe gonna later. we'll do we'll do an artist interview with you and you can show me your room. How about that? Okay. 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 Well, we'll set that up. A picture right now, okay? And I'll come and yeah. I'm coming and get you in a time. Thank you. I love you. Bye, Sequoia. Do you want to see my room? She, anybody that gets on the camera right now, like asks my sisters or my mom or whatever, that's like, do you want to see my room? Because she has her own room now. So, yeah. She, like, the other day, I caught her. (laughs) The other day, um, when we got our couch, like, our couch came in, and she was so excited. And I'm like, okay, okay. She goes, I just love our new home. And then she starts running around the living room going, I'm so excited to live. I'm so excited to live. I'm so excited to live. And I'm just like, this is the best thing ever. Literally. That makes me so happy. Yeah. She's a cutie pie. That that's the energy I want to harness and just have Mm -hmm. all the time. But that's I think it don't you kind of find like because you have phoenix also and now um aries aries thank you i was like why would i ever forget that (laughs) aries sisters (laughs) don't you kind of find that like having kids this young allows us to kind of almost tap back into our inner child and like we get to re-experience these things through their eyes no baby go inside please you can sit right here okay Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I definitely think that it allows me to tap back in. I actually have way more fun when I'm hanging out with her and I'm just, I can actually hang out with her when I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about other stuff. I actually right. talk and, you know, I'm, I'm more me, you know, I'm more back to that inner child. And so it's allowed me to be more patient. It's just being a mom has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Obviously, everyone always says that, but like, really, it just allows me to, like you said, have fun, you know, still be, you know, serious and, you know, find out really who I am and like all of that. So it's super fun. That's definitely like one of my favorite things about it. Exactly that. And we kind of feel like it's almost like as if we're getting, at least for me, and I, I feel like you can relate to this, but it's almost like we're getting a second chance to communicate with our inner children through them. You know, like... I got chills just when you said that. Yeah, sure. like that's like, what it feels like to me anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm going to treat her the way that I would have wanted to be treated. And it's like, I don't know, I'm just very excited to see how she turns out you know it's like I feel like every parent's gonna be like that like oh my god am I doing the right thing am I but at least I know I'm actively trying to do the right thing and make sure that I'm keeping her fit this is what being a mom is this right here this like yeah this oh are you are you, are you okay <laughs> talking you yeah <laughs> that's real mom life <laughs> no come inside that's daddy's thing okay thank you
I don't want to go inside. Okay. Come on, Daddy's going to come home soon. It's still supposed to be quiet time, right? Did you finish your book? No. Oh, okay. I think you need to finish your book first. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can sit over here. How about you go get a book and then you can read over here by me, okay? Is that good? Yes. First, go get your book and then you can read out here and then we'll close it with that, okay? Good idea. See? Compromise. That's like, that's honestly, I feel like the only way that I survive the days is like I have a million different um, distractions. That's the only way that I get through with her. Like, instead of having the tantrum come out, I'll just be like, would you rather do this or this? Yeah. So then at least using but it's like either one of those things I can live with so yeah she's gonna read over here <laughs> you're so you're so right when you say that distractions and um yeah like options I think is important mm -hmm. giving them options too you know too many is too much you know just two different options allows them to feel that yeah Sequoia here you can sit you can sit right here and I will sit right here, okay? And I can talk to her. No, I'm still talking to Sally. And then you can talk to her <laughs> when I'm done, okay? We can take turns. That could be good, right? That's She started saying, I, I didn't realize that I had said this to her often, but now she does it to me where she goes, yeah, that can be good. That can be good. And <laughs> I just realized I did it again. Like, that can be good, right? <laughs> I, I have my phrases that I hear her say when you know they're not even fully mm -hmm. audible and I hear them come out and it's so fun to hear myself <laughs> you know a lot yes. it allows me I think to correct myself though because I'm like oh you repeated that okay I don't want to repeat that again I don't want to oh do yeah I've definitely, so I've definitely had that also <laughs> um what is the one that we're working on now uh because I like I say oh my god like frequently right yeah. Um, and it's not that it's a bad thing. It's definitely not bad, but I kind of like was trying to explain to her, like, we'll, we'll say, oh my gosh, because yeah. she was like, why it's bad. And I was like, no, it's not bad. But sometimes if we say it like that, we can hurt other people's feelings and we don't know. Yeah. So it's just better to try, oh my gosh, you know, so we're working on that. Cause she was repeating it like over would be in public and you'd get yeah you'd get yeah. like looks from like the older oh, older women or older people who are just like oh, mommy, I know which is weird I don't understand mommy, why but it's like I guess taking the Lord's name in vain and I've never mommy, been good mommy. with any of that yeah I think yeah we we weren't really raised that way I don't think mm -hmm. um no. we're more spiritual now very deeply inner spiritual you know with ourselves but I agree like I think I can see how it can make other people upset and I think it's really mm -hmm. awesome that you're noticing that and you're teaching her you know how to be yeah. conscientious of other people's feelings like that because like you said it can hurt someone's feelings and you don't even know mind you that is also mm -hmm. their personal reality and they're gonna be going through their own thing if it upsets right them, but right that's a whole nother mm -hmm. thing <laughs> yeah but, um that's yeah I think kids just repeat everything we say so I know it definitely helps me like mm -hmm. be careful with what I say um is there anything that I don't know that she says that I don't know that it's just like 
too super funny or like super weird or I don't know, just funny something. That she's Literally saying. everything. She's such <laughs> a Hi, kid. Sally. Hi, Sequoia. I can't wait to interview you. <laughs> she's just such a character, this one. Oh my gosh. So like another thing that she says all the time and she must have, I must have told her this at some point, but now like to describe her feelings, she'll tell me like, you make my heart really happy. So she says like, you make my heart happy. Alternatively, if I get her upset, she goes, mommy, you made my heart so sad. Oh, and that heart so sad. And so I'm like, okay, come here. Let's figure it out. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up like it's just like you make my heart so happy yeah just yeah. recently she started telling me um you're the mommiest mommy I've ever seen <laughs> that's pretty cute oh beauty yeah yeah you're so sweet hi daddy <laughs> hi who's asking about your your sayings do you have any sayings any things that you like to say I like you Oh, yeah, that's right. She said that too. I like you too, babe. That's a good one. I really like you. I really like you too. Yeah. She, um, my mom, like I told you, she calls my mom, right, on um, it's Google video chat or something like that. Google? Yeah, so she'll call her in the morning time. And if my mom doesn't answer, she'll make her a video. Okay. And she'll make her a video like as if she's having a conversation with my mom. And so I went through them the other day. There's literally like 20 of these videos and they all pretty much go the exact same way. She goes, hi, Nana. How you doing today? Um, my day is going well. I just woke up and I had dreams and I dream of puppy dogs. What did you dream about, Nana? Oh, that's good. And she'll literally just carry on the conversation. She goes, okay. So she great. goes, okay, I love you, Nana. You have a good day. Okay, bye. <laughs> and it's like 20 messages, like all different clothes, different outfits, yeah. but like the same thing. It's that's, so that's funny. Great. You should do like a little collage compilation. I think we're going to have to do something <laughs> like that. Mommy. I like it because my mom says that like she'll just randomly watch them throughout the day to like give herself a boost. Aww. If she's feeling like blah, she'll like, yeah. oh, just that's the queer's video. That's <laughs> awesome. That's, I mean, I would totally do the same thing. If I'm feeling yeah. bad, just send me a Sequoia video because that'll make me happy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's another so thing awesome. she does. She puts her foot by my face and goes, smell it. <laughs> what? Oh my God. You're goofy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, I'm not the only mom that's going to be interviewed, right? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. No, probably not. Okay. And I think that this is super cool because it's real <laughs> and it's exactly, I mean, this is you, this, yeah. is, this is who we are and this is life right now. I genuinely like I feel like there's a whole ton of other moms right now out in the world like everyone's doing zoom videos for work at home and everything and I really hope that I'm not alone because I feel like this is other moms also like trying to talk to clients while oh, also trying like, to like, no no honey, no not you no 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 not you, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> please get over here yeah. finish your food yeah yes. hi hi you're such a ham like today will be great i yes. love i love she loves your shirt says today will be great yeah. right very much um she's super into frozen right now and so the other thing she's doing with me is like 
you know, the beginning of, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. She like pushes me into the bathroom and closes the door and says that I'm Elsa. So I have to be Elsa. And she does the whole Anna part. And then I, all I have to do is sit there and say, go away, Anna. <laughs> And she walks away all sad. Oh, that's so and funny. She like asked me to do it multiple times a day. Like, okay, go in there, mom. You're going to be else. That's so funny. So, oh, daddy's home. Go greet him. I can hear his car. Go surprise him. Hey, honey, honey, I got you. Okay, never mind. I need to hide out here. Oh, <laughs> oh man. See, this is motherhood. I'm like, yeah, 100%. Wasn't I, talking to, wasn't I talking about mushrooms? Um, I, I love you. I love you. We, oh, this, is, this is exactly what I yes. was thinking that it was going to be like <laughs> in a way. And so this is, this is great. Don't worry about any of that. Uh, Hello. Hello. I think it's, it's those, they were delicious. I yes. would highly recommend them to anybody. Although I hear that they're kind of hard to come by okay. um, in stores and they're also, and they're also um, very expensive. So hopefully next season I can harvest much more and maybe save them and like do some farmer's market or something. Oh, like yeah, that. that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Okay. Well, yeah. I feel like we got through a lot of stuff mostly everything if you have time we can talk about your horror movies but if you gotta go i totally understand so. no daddy's home so somebody went into her room to read a book now um <laughs> the horror movie thing yes <laughs> i am such a horror movie fanatic like i'm the opposite <laughs> <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i feel like i remember that too i remember when we were like maybe in fifth or sixth grade and you were spending the night at my house and I, I feel like I even remember the movie. It was like, What Lies Beneath that we were going to watch. Or no, it was Interview with the Vampire. And I remember like at the part where she slits his throat, you were just like, oh my God, what is this? And I was like, it's so cool, right? And I'm like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, we didn't watch it anymore but I oh, oh I you're so nice that. I don't even remember that oh my gosh that's so funny. I remember it um <laughs> such a whip <laughs> because like I just definitely remember that because I was like okay so it's it might not be normal that I'm super into this I've had a lot of other friends since then who are just also not about that life like they just that's hate it so like, funny mm-hmm I see on like Facebook and Instagram, people are, I feel like there's a lot of people that I I'm friends with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, so maybe it's like an opposite to track type of thing. Yeah. Where, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't like gory stuff. I can watch mm-hmm. scary, creepy stuff. And even that, like now I kind of don't do it because I'm very spiritual and I feel like it's too much connection to it, but that's mm-hmm. like, oh, like psychological like, thriller type things. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'll create it in my head mm-hmm. and then it'll actually happen. So I don't like to do that. Yeah. But if I can separate myself emotionally from it, then I'm fine. So it just depends on what it is. Um, True. I, you know, what's funny is I feel like I can totally separate myself emotionally from like horror movies. And I think the reason why is because we started watching them really young. You know, my dad, like we, (laughs) we started watching them really young. We would go to movie town and like, 
one out of every three movies that we would rent would be a horror movie. Yeah. And so it was really easy for us to just kind of see it as more like fun. Totally. Like just a thrill, like a cheap thrill. We'd be like, oh my God. And it was like, it almost got to be like, okay, now that wasn't really scary enough. Now we need more and more. And then as I got older, it was more about like me actually appreciating like the cinema cinematography of this particular movie or the special effects of this movie or like the suspense in this one and I just got super into it I just love scary movies so for I don't know why or where the idea came to me but I was just like you know what I'm gonna make maybe maybe quarantine you know I'm just like bored and I was just like I'm gonna watch one horror movie a night for all of October and the idea is that on the very last night I'm gonna watch the horror movie which is um inspiring my Halloween costume so so yeah so I'm excited it's a secret okay I'm very excited to see you'll have to post your your outfit and everything Mm -hmm. with your video I'm excited yeah I'm excited (laughs) for you um I'm trying to think like I I have a few things going on in my brain, but I, what comes to mind when I think of horror movies with you is when we were in high school and we oh my God, don't even to, say it. Yes. The Black Dahlia. We, yes. The Black Dahlia. <laughs> but, but you know, you know what I'm talking about, but everybody else is like, Oh, the Black Dahlia. Cool. No big deal. You know, we got the wrong one and we got like so stupid. some C level budget movie black dahlia <laughs> i remember there were like push-ups involved right there was like random push-ups involved in this movie for, like, no <laughs> dancing with body parts and like cheerleaders it was yeah. really weird and to be honest you just put another movie on my list because honestly, yes. to this day i've still never watched the original black dahlia oh like perfect. the one that we were trying to watch me neither i still have never seen it i'm gonna have to watch it too now <laughs> and i always thought it was really creepy because that movie is based off of a true story okay, like maybe of an I actual... should watch it. <laughs> yes and i think it had something to do with jack the ripper which is also frightening because he and that character is based on true story which is just scary but oh my god that's hilarious because I do remember that and was we were kind of just like what are we watching yeah we're all like looking around like are you seeing what and then we realized like oh (laughs) this isn't what we wanted to get you know like yeah obviously but it was definitely like I still remember that I'll never forget that like just weird things like that it's funny how they just stick in your brain but. I remember so many of those things, especially from that year. We had so many like good memories and just different like different like little inside jokes and quotes like 19 and get it and like all these little things. Yes. Oh my god. You're my cousin. It was such a good time. <laughs> yes. Oh, good time. Maybe I could make something out of that. And then from there I just kind of um I don't know get excited about trying new things when did you when did you learn how to um do it with your grandma and your uncle right your uncle um must have been like after I graduated high school even um like I I remember seeing and doing little art like craft workshops like when my grandma was working at the uh, Indian council and they would set up like powwows and things but I didn't really like 
I kind of just watched and I didn't really get interested in doing it. I was so busy with like soccer and choir and everything else that I was just like, I have no time for this. And it wasn't until like after I graduated and um, we moved, you know, from Anaheim back to Stockton with my grandma, like right after high school graduation. Yeah. I, I honestly think it was like the same day. Like I wow. graduated and then our U-Haul and the car and everything was packed up what? in the parking lot. And we I left didn't even that know all that. That's crazy. Yes. Oh, wow. That's after my dad, my dad lost his job. And so like we had to move like with my grandma for a little while. And so it was really just like, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was like seven of us in this like two bedroom house with a little add on. There's no space. Um, it was all new. Obviously there's a lot of tensions and I just found some solace in like listening to my grandma's stories. And my uncle would have his little workshop in the back where he would create dream catchers and um, medicine bags literally anything. My uncle would get all of his supplies from dumpster diving too, which I just thought was so cool. He never would go out and buy stuff. He would find a used jacket and then rip it up and it would be a dream catcher and a leather bag and all that. Oh my God, he's amazing. That's so cool. That's, it's just so cool to me. I love that. Yeah. So I kind of just like asked my grandma, you know, like, can you just show me how to do the weave work of it? And she showed me, and even then, I I knew how to do it, but I didn't really get into it and start creating and making my own, but that's how I learned, and then it must have been like a couple years later after that when I was living on my own, and you know, you know what they say about idle hands, so I was like, you know, I know how to do this. Let me just like, tr- I looked up YouTube again, make sure I was like, okay, I remember, went back, and then that's it (laughs) now here you are showing I love it so um yeah I obviously love all your dream catchers and I hope one day I can come visit and we can make them together I think that would be so much fun that would be awesome yeah maybe Phoenix can come we can all do it Mm -hmm. that would be so cool um I guess that can segue into my next question you have a daughter Sequoia who's yes gonna be four in january gonna be four in january yeah she is a handful i can imagine (laughs) so what is that like being a mom now as us being adults now what's it like being a mom is it what you expected are you able to do your art you know all of that kind of stuff what just talk about um i definitely (laughs) i don't know if it's what i expected but i also don't know if i necessarily expected anything you know, because I didn't, I didn't grow up with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, so I maybe have like a little bit of, uh, maybe I'm a little hard on myself. You know, I want to be the best absolute possible mom for her because I'm like, I'm going to be all the things that I didn't have when I was younger, but now I have my mom in my life. And like, she was even there with me in the room when I had Sequoia, which still blows my mind to this day. I I know that just from growing up with you like we grew up with your dad we played football (laughs) with your dad we we were tomboys you know so for you to be with your mom (laughs) and to have your mom there it makes me so happy that you were able to reconnect and like yeah you, you know you were able to find that common ground that you know, I knew that it was difficult for you growing up and it was hard for me because I do have both my parents. And so that Mm -hmm. puts, you know, that can put tension, but I, I hope that 
you know that I appreciated your time with your dad so much. And so oh, yeah. I'm super excited that you're able to spend this time with your mom. So is she, mm-hmm. she's on the East Coast with you now? She was. Um, they moved to Oklahoma a couple years ago. But my mom, and we, we still talk like every single day. That's awesome. Every single day. And now Sequoia even knows how to like video chat her without even me being there. So like sometimes I'll walk around the corner looking for my phone and Sequoia will be like, look, it's Nana. And they're already like mid conversation. Like, okay, I already talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, motherhood's definitely not what I expected because I feel like I just didn't have much to go off. But I'm loving every bit of it. It's my idea that I'm gonna take whatever whatever I didn't have growing up and then even the things that I did have that I know didn't work for me I'm changing those things so that's something that like like for instance with Sequoia um I know there are a lot of parents and this you know that will kind of just do the what is it um do as I say not as I do type behavior thing I mean, and we grew up with that type of mentality and it doesn't work <laughs> like because it's just, it just either like gives us these like stigmas or we end up rebelling and acting out later on when we weren't able to. Yeah. So for Sequoia, like too, I think like, yeah, um, you can do it, but I can't just because I'm little like, no, that's right. So I think one of the things that surprises me the most is that I apologize way more than I ever thought that I would as a parent. Yeah, we never had parents that apologize to us. And I think it's really important. Like if I hurt, and she's really good at letting me know also, like if I hurt her feelings or if something that I did was not cool for her. So I'll just have to like swallow my pride and be like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. And I'm like, look, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And I'm going to worry. And she'll be like, okay, okay. And, I, and we never like leave things bad. We just kind of like hug it out and make sure that everything's cool. Um, and then we just move on. We just move on to something else. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in regards to like whether or not I can do my art, um, it is hard sometimes, you know, mom life, like we get so busy and we have like a million things to do and they're just swirling around our head on like a constant repeat. Um, but I try my hardest to like, if I want to work on a dream catcher or I want to work on a necklace or some artwork or something, then I just kind of like set her up with something right next to me, yeah. like either beadwork for a necklace or um, she likes to do like um, acrylic paintings on cardboard nice. <laughs> which I think is pretty cool um yeah I still have a bunch of her stuff too it looks really cool <laughs> well touching on that I was actually thinking I want to open up like a children's branch branch yeah so you know mm-hmm. we develop our little diamonds and um we should 100% do that. I was yeah. already thinking, like, I was like, you know, I even asked my husband, I'm like, look at this. This is so cool. I was like, remember that gallery we walked by the other week? And I saw this painting and I was like, this is way better. Sequoia's work is better than this. It looks awesome. So I'm like, maybe I can just like gloss over it and frame it. 
and we can sell her work as her work and like all her proceeds can go to like a savings account for her that would be amazing and I think I just think that would be so cool so perfect for you know Mm -hmm. kids to develop that sense of exchange of money Mm because it's an exchange it's not like oh I need to have all of this it's well what am I giving to get you know so I think it would be so Mm -hmm. awesome and we can work together to like kind of do that because we need to get on that because I've been thinking about this for a while and I'm excited about that I just like the idea of her even later on being able to be like I did this yeah you know I did this I, was I worked free, for this I, and I yes. have it on a website you know yeah totally right this is my work and then it can get her excited about either wanting to you know be more creative and other ideas just figure out what she likes to do yeah. you know and there's so many different things that we do we do a lot of, I mean we do a lot of baking and a lot of like cooking different things and she likes to create and she's always hands-on like I'll just have to teach her how to do something one time and then she swears she can do it the next It's like, I got this. I got this one. I can do it. I got this. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing though. She sees you do it and she trusts you that you're doing it right. So she trusts herself that she's doing it Mm -hmm. right too. Like she, you guys work together that way, I think. And the fact that you've, establish that you know um communication where you apologize and mm-hmm. things like that I think that that builds that trust so she'll come to you when she you knows she is scared or you know and she needs you because she trusts you and she feels comfortable with you rather right. than like trying to go to your friends who don't know what they're talking about they literally have no idea because they're all going through the same stuff yeah exactly. it's like <laughs> that's the idea the idea is to just kind of like foster this um respectful relationship between her and I so that she knows what a respectful relationship looks like and also that she deserves that type of um, communication you know so for age I think that that's important for like we're talking about it because we kind of know because we're living it right it's important for other people who maybe don't have kids to know that they're there they're they're all there they're understanding they're taking it all in and how Mm -hmm. we react to them is shaping who they're gonna be and so when we treat them like like, oh I do as I say not as I do when we do Mm -hmm. that we're teaching them the opposite of what we want so right it literally makes no sense I've (laughs) I've never understood why some parents say that it just absolutely makes no sense whatsoever (laughs) it's crazy and it it makes me honestly like I said resentful I'm just like oh so Mm -hmm. it's okay for you because you're you've at a certain age or whatever but right anyway so I'm I'm Mm -hmm. super stoked to see Sequoia grow up and I can't wait to promote her art we're definitely going to work on that (laughs) um some other stuff I wanted to talk to you about um let's see so quarantine life has it been different I'm th- I know you were working at a coffee shop um mm-hmm. and then closed and then they opened but now you just moved so well our coffee shop actually never closed we've oh, been we open okay. no we didn't we never did but okay. um a few of our stores in the city unfortunately closed down for good so oh, we yeah we're down to I think like three or four Dang. um We've been open through the whole thing (laughs) and (laughs) it is interesting in that it's really not, (laughs) it's boring. (laughs) 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 Um, As far as like 
like for work, I don't know. That's kind of, it's, we're still like learning and evolving as we go. We get some people who are like, you know, really frustrated that this is going on. It's like, oh, I have to wear a mask when I come in. It's like, I hate it too. I don't like it either. It's, but this, if this is what my manager and corporate is asking me to do in order to work here, then, you know, you can at least do it for like the three to five minutes that it takes you to order and walk out the door. You can take it off and it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I almost feel like when people do that, they're just like, they're so bored. They just want to talk to someone. And sometimes they don't know how to communicate in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So they just talk about something that's bothering them, you know? But I, totally, yes. I think that that's what it is, you know, because I totally, I've found that I'm more vocal to my grocery store people, clerk mm-hmm. and stuff, because I'm just so like, I don't have anyone to talk to. Yes. <laughs> I can't go to the park. I can't do anything really talk to my family all over, you know, all this because it's restricted. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that people tend to do that. But as far as, let's see, like as far as how it's affected you other than I don't know I guess it's the same everywhere I don't know has it been I mean, anything anything notable or anything that you'd want to discuss and kind of bring to light you know that bothers you or you know no, I would say like, like I think I'm I don't know maybe maybe um taking out a little bit more screen time than I would care to admit. Like I, yeah. I actually just recently deleted my Facebook because I, I hadn't had one for so many years. Yeah. And then I got one when we <laughs> were with um, that person oh. <laughs> in the oh. business thing. <laughs> so that's why I got it. Dang. Okay. <laughs> and then I never really use it. And I was like, it's not necessary for me to have both of these. It's a little overwhelming. I think we're all stuck inside right now while all of these massive things are happening out in the world all these different movements and issues are just kind of like exploding around us while we're all stuck inside like watching it happen and I needed to kind of just um cut off the amount of things I'm taking in in that way because I just felt like it was really unhealthy and I agree with what you're saying like people are kind of just like they have diarrhea of the mouth when they go out and it is almost always negative. And I do catch myself kind of like almost just instinctively agreeing with people just to keep the conversation going. It's like, Oh, Hey, like quarantine COVID this sucks. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I want to actively change the way that I respond to those encounters. Cause I feel like, I don't know, it's not the healthiest thing to just be like, yeah, I agree. This sucks. You know, maybe I can just dead be like, oh, well, you know, it's more time with your family or now's the time to like try those recipes you haven't tried or, and I know yeah. it sounds corny and people are like, uh, <laughs> like stop with the positivity. I, the is, I, I hear like, yes, we need to say those exact things. And then I hear those people <laughs> that you tell that to and they're like mm-hmm. uh, rolling their eyes because they're, they're just like, so oh, in yeah. misery. Can't you just agree with me that this is horrible. And <laughs> like, well, I think everybody sucks. agrees. You know, I think everybody agrees that this sucks, but <laughs> we just need to kind of like change the way that we accept certain things, I guess. Um, I wish I was doing more with my art at the moment but honestly like for like the I feel like for the last two months I've just been busy nonstop. we just moved 
and my husband just started his business and yeah so getting all the transitioning and everything I think once we settle down in the house a little bit more yeah um, I do have my own little spot now where only all my arts and crafts stuff is at which is really nice your own little studio yeah my own little zen corner so um I'm excited to dive into that and I already have you know how you like we start one project and then we just don't even work on it again for like the next couple months so I've got like four of those going yeah yeah you got like five different projects to finish yeah and they're all very different too like I'm really starting to um tap into working with shells more with um specifically coag shells because that's where we get like the wampum like this um material here this necklace yeah um so that's made from if you look at the the one that i think they're quag shells that you make like that you eat clams out of Uh well when you open them up they have this incredibly beautiful like white and purple iridescent color yes and (laughs) there are a lot of um native tribes on the coast that use these for they call them wampum which is like they would make these incredibly um intricate belts made out of beads that were just like painstakingly carved by hand over time and it's just like it's it's almost medicinal you know to just be kind of to take that time and do it and so yeah so I found because you lose yourself you get into the passion Mm -hmm. you you become godlike uh, the way I feel like when you yourself you are, you're just a shell mm-hmm. and the God is just working through you and it's coming through your art. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. For you. And you're just like reconnecting back with nature. So like all, everything that that shell has been through is now in my hands and I'm like polishing it and creating it into something else. And so I think that's really beautiful. I'm so excited to like start to learn how to carve them more and work with them. Um, I started... I think I want to say like even at the beginning of quarantine, I guess, like started taking more walks on the beach with Sequoia and my husband, like right at when, you know, sunset is going to happen. And then we saw the first one just kind of like um, wash up. And I was like, I didn't realize we had so many of these here. And we just made it a thing. Like every time we would go out to just hunt for them. And Sequoia would run up to me like, mom, I found a purple shell. I found a purple shell. I'm like, awesome. Put it in the bucket. And now I just have heaps of them that I'm like excited to start working with. That's but so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait I'm to really see what you come up with. Cause I know like you can like mm-hmm. just talking about a belt and like I'm sure earrings and ev- like, yeah. just everything. Yeah, so, carving, oh, everything. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on making a lot of pendants with them. Like, cause I yeah. got myself like one of those little rotary um, drills. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm excited to see what I can do. Oh, with them. I'm so like, I'm so <laughs> for you. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see what you come up with. with yeah. Them. New stuff, new toys. <laughs> yeah. Literally I go to like Michael's or Joanne's and mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I have word diarrhea with them and I'm like, yeah, I have like a million projects and like them about that. And they're like, yeah. They're probably just like, yes, every single person that comes in here has a million projects going. Literally, literally. They're like, oh my God, go home and work on them. Basically. But anyways, I'm oh, I'm just so excited. Let me see what other questions that I had for you. Um, that kind of, cause I'm like, I'm just too excited. So my brain just like stopped working. I'm um, the same. I'm so the same. But, 
let's see so I kind of went over a lot of the other like art stuff but I mm -hmm. wanted to talk to you more just like friend and personal level stuff you know because I think that that's yeah. good so a couple questions I don't know if you want to which one you'd want to talk about first but um I have chicken of the woods so the mushrooms that you pick <laughs> or um you can talk about your horror movie monthly thing so either one you want to oh go off on <laughs> well I'm honestly like both is cool the chicken of the woods one will be really like quick mostly because I'm not really a forager I'm like uh, that's another thing that I like dabble in yeah. there's just so many things that I dabble in and if I were to like really hone in and focus on one I could probably be like an expert at it but instead I'm just like like You're mediocre right. at a bunch of random things because You're a renaissance <laughs> woman that's what I yeah call it's just fun for do anything yeah so I I came across this post a while back and it was like a chicken of the woods and I'm like well that's cool because I'm like mushrooms fascinate me yeah. um Sequoia believes that um that's where the fairies live well that's because oh. that's what I told her so every time we see mushrooms she's like oh, the fairies are here I'm like oh yes they are, they really are. <laughs> so I like read up about them that they were this um really really good meat substitute um and I liked it I was vegetarian for a while yeah. and when I got pregnant with Sequoia I started craving meat I tried red meat it was a really bad idea I yeah. still have not eaten red meat since I was like four months pregnant with Sequoia wow. um See. but I did start eating chicken again when I was pregnant with her and I still continue to eat chicken um but I try to do like maybe three or four nights out of the week just vegetarian meal because this reduced the meat, but I still get like my fix here and there. Yeah. And I saw that there was this mushroom. It's this bright orange, like really pretty mushroom that grows out here, um, probably between, I can't exactly remember. Yeah, but go right ahead, right there. Yes. She's like, can I go to the restroom, please? <laughs> Can I bug you really quick? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing yes. there? No, no, not yet. Why? Um, because it's not time. <laughs> Go to the restroom. Go to the restroom, please. Thank you. <laughs> so I um uh, like what was I talking about? Oh, so the mushroom itself is it's supposed to be it's obviously it's not poisonous, and the only other mushroom that it can be mistaken for is also not poisonous. So okay, it's good. generally safe. Um, anybody can find it. And it was really easy when we was driving down the road, we were gonna go pick up pumpkins. And um, I kind of like saw it out of the corner of my eye driving, just like this okay. bright orange. And I was like, yeah. I was like, babe, stop. And he pulled over, he's like, what, what? And I was like looking and I'm like, it's chicken of the woods mushrooms. I found one. And I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, do we have to stop now? And I was like, no, but can we stop on the way back? And he was like, if we remember, if we remember, of course I'm going to remember. So I like remembered exactly where it was at and I made him stop. And I like took his pocket knife and ran into the, into the woods and like just cut it off, brought it home and cleaned awesome. it up. And oh my God, it is like really good. Really? I didn't know what to do with it at first. So yeah. like I cleaned it off and I froze it because that's what it said that was like the best way to keep it. Yeah. And then I just recently tried like, um, an LNL barbecue recipe, like, like yeah, for uh, chicken katsu. Chicken. Yeah. Yes. But so cool. katsu chicken of the woods. And it was really good. It looked so, like the real LNL. I had yeah. it back. 
I had to go back to realize that it was the mushrooms. Literally, I was like, where yeah. did you get this? It was so good. I mean, I tried like a tiny piece first because they say that like you should still try a tiny piece because it might like mess with your stomach. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. Obviously, animals do that. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> so I tried it and I felt fine. And then the next day I just went in. It was so bomb. I'm thinking like the next one I'm going to make is probably like a... I don't know, some type of barbecue chicken with like Thai noodles or something. Yeah, that sounds or really like tacos or something. I don't know. But what are you saying, Missy? She would you like to meet would you like to meet Sequoia? With the oh, with yes. the like yes. Let's meet her. Would you like to say yes, hi? Our new, our new hi. Tree. hi Sequoia. Do you remember me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hi Sammy. I was <laughs> I was telling her about your artwork, you about your paintings. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna we're gonna put them on our website so that you can show your work and you can sell it to people who love it. Does that sound? That's so exciting, right? I'm so excited for you. Do you want to go see my room? <laughs> maybe um, you know, maybe later. We're maybe gonna later. we'll do we'll do an artist interview with you and you can show me your room. How about that? Okay. 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 Let's we'll set that up on a right now. Okay, and I'll come and yeah. I'm coming and get you in a time. Thank you. I love you. Bye, Sequoia. Do you want to see my room? She, anybody that gets on the camera right now, like if it's my sisters or my mom or whatever, that's like, do you want to see my room? Because she has her own room now. So, yeah. She, like, the other day, I caught her. (laughs) The other day, um, when we got our couch, like, our couch came in, and she was so excited. And I'm like, okay, okay. She goes, I just love our new home. And then she starts running around the living room going, I'm so excited to live. I'm so excited to live. I'm so excited to live. And I'm just like, this is the best thing ever. Literally. That makes me so happy. Yeah. She's a cutie pie. That that's the energy I want to harness and just have Mm -hmm. all the time. But that's I think it don't you kind of find like because you have phoenix also and now um aries aries thank you i was like why would i ever forget that (laughs) aries sisters (laughs) don't you kind of find that like having kids this young allows us to kind of almost tap back into our inner child and like we get to re-experience these things through their eyes no baby go inside please you can sit right here okay Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I definitely think that it allows me to tap back in. I actually have way more fun when I'm hanging out with her and I'm just, I can actually hang out with her when I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about other stuff. I actually right. talk and, you know, I'm, I'm more me, you know, I'm more back to that inner child. And so it's allowed me to be more patient. It's just being a mom has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Obviously, everyone always says that, but like, really, it just allows me to, like you said, have fun, you know, still be, you know, serious and, you know, find out really who I am and like all of that. So it's super fun. That's definitely like one of my favorite things about it. Exactly that. And we kind of feel like it's almost like as if we're getting, at least for me, and I, I feel like you can relate to this, but it's almost like we're getting a second chance to communicate with our inner children through them. 
you know, yeah, like I got chills just when you said that. Yeah, sure. like that's like, what it feels like to me anyway. Yeah. Like I'm just kind of like I'm gonna treat her the way that I would have wanted to be treated, and it's like I don't know. I'm just very excited to see how she turns out you know it's like I feel like every parent's gonna be like that like oh my god am I doing the right thing am I but at least I know I'm actively trying to do the right thing and make sure that I'm keeping her fit this is what being a mom is this right here this like yeah this oh are you are you, are you okay <laughs> talking you yeah <laughs> that's real mom life <laughs> no come inside that's daddy's thing okay thank you I don't want to go inside. Okay. Come on, Daddy's going to come home soon. It's still supposed to be quiet time, right? Did you finish your book? No. Oh, okay. I think you need to finish your book first. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can sit over here. How about you go get a book, and then you can read over here by me, okay? Is that good? Yes, first go get your book and then you can read out here and then we'll close it with that, okay? Good idea. See, compromise. That's like, that's honestly, I feel like the only way that I survive the days is like I have a million different um, distractions. That's the only way that I get through with her. Like instead of having the tantrum come out, I'll just be like, would you rather do this or this? Yeah, so then Using, but it's like either one of those things I can live with. So yeah, she's gonna read over here. <laughs> you're so you're so right when you say that distractions and um, yeah, like options. I think is important. Mm -hmm. Giving them options too. You know, too many is too much. You know, just two different options allows them to feel that. Mm -mm. Please, yeah, Sequoia here. You can sit. You can sit right here. And I will sit right here, okay? And I can talk to her. No, I'm still talking to Sally. And then you can talk to her <laughs> when I'm done, okay? We can take turns. That could be good, right? That's She started saying, I, I didn't realize that I had said this to her often, but now she does it to me where she goes, yeah, that can be good. That can be good. And <laughs> I just realized I did it again. Like, that can be good, right? <laughs> I, I have my phrases that I hear her say when you know they're not even fully mm -hmm. audible and I hear them come out and it's so fun to hear myself <laughs> you know a lot yes. it allows me I think to correct myself though because I'm like oh you repeated that okay I don't want to repeat that again I don't want to oh do yeah I've definitely, so I've definitely had that also <laughs> um what is the one that we're working on now uh because I like I say oh my god like frequently right yeah. Um, and it's not that it's a bad thing. It's definitely not bad, but I kind of like was trying to explain to her, like, we'll, we'll say, oh my gosh, because yeah. she was like, why it's bad. And I was like, no, it's not bad. But sometimes if we say it like that, we can hurt other people's feelings and we don't know. Yeah. So it's just better to try, oh my gosh, you know, so we're working on that. Cause she was repeating it like over would be in public and you'd get yeah you'd get yeah. like looks from like the older oh, older women or older people who are just like oh, mommy, I know which is weird I don't understand mommy, why but it's like I guess taking the Lord's name in vain and I've never mommy, been good mommy. with any of that yeah I think yeah we we weren't really raised that way I don't think mm -hmm. um no. we're more spiritual now very deeply inner spiritual you know with ourselves but I agree like I think 
I can see how it can make other people upset. And I think it's really mm -hmm. awesome that you're noticing that and you're teaching her, you know, how to be yeah. conscientious of other people's feelings like that, because yeah. like you said, it can hurt someone's feelings and you don't even know, mind you, that is mm -hmm. also their personal reality and they're going to be going through their own thing if it upsets right. them, but right. that's a whole nother mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, that's, yeah, I think kids just repeat everything we say. So I know it definitely helps me like mm -hmm. be careful with what I say. Um, is there anything that, I don't know, that she says that, I don't know, that is just like too super funny or like super weird or I don't know, just funny something. Literally said. everything. She's such a <laughs> kid. Hi, Sally. Hi, I can't wait to interview you. <laughs> She's just such a character, this one. Oh, my gosh. So, like, another thing that she says all the time, and she must have, I must have told her this at some point, but now, like, to describe her feelings, she'll tell me, like, you make my heart really happy. So she says, like, you make my heart happy alternatively if I get her upset she goes mommy you made my heart so sad oh, and that heart so sad and so I'm like okay come here let's figure it out okay let's talk about it okay and then um <laughs> it just cracks me up like it's just like you make my heart so happy yeah just yeah. recently she started telling me um you're the mommiest mommy I've ever seen <laughs> that's pretty cute oh beauty yeah yeah, you're so sweet. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> Hi. Who's asking about your your sayings? Do you have any sayings? Any things that you like to say? I like you. Oh yeah, that's right. She said that too. I like you too, babe. That's a good one. I really like you. I really like you too. Yeah. She um my mom like I told you she calls my mom right on um it's Google video chat or something like that. Google. Yeah, so she'll call her in the morning time. And if my mom doesn't answer, she'll make her a video. Okay. And she'll make her a video like as if she's having a conversation with my mom. <laughs> and so I went through them the other day. There's literally like 20 of these videos and they all pretty much go the exact same way. She goes, hi, Nana, how you doing today? Um, My day is going well. I just woke up and I had dreams and a dream of puppy dogs what did you dream about nana oh that's good and she'll literally just carry on the conversation she goes, okay so she goes, okay i love you nana you have a good day okay bye and it's like 20 messages like all different clothes different outfits but like the same thing it's so funny you should do like a little collage compilation i think we're gonna have to do something like that I like it because my mom says that like she'll just randomly watch them throughout the day to like give herself a boost Aww. if she's feeling like blah she'll like yeah oh, just watch Sequoia's video that's awesome that's I mean I would totally do the same thing if I'm feeling yeah. bad just send me a Sequoia video because that'll make me happy too mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's another so thing awesome. she does she puts her foot by my face and goes smell it <laughs> what oh my god you're goofy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, I'm not the only mom that's going to be interviewed, right? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. No, probably not. Okay. And 
I think that this is super cool because it's real <laughs> and it's exactly, I mean, this is you, this, yeah. is, this is who we are <laughs> and this is life right now. I genuinely hope, like, I feel like there's a whole ton of other moms right now out in the world. Like everyone's doing Zoom videos for work at home and everything. And I really hope that I'm not alone because I feel like this is other moms also like trying to talk to clients while oh, also trying like, to like, no, no, how do you know? not you. No, 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 not you. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Please get over here. Yeah. Finish your food. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. You're such a ham. You like today will be mom? great. I yes. love your shirt. I love, she loves your shirt. Says today will be great. Yeah. Right? Very much. Um, she's super into Frozen right now. And so the other thing she's doing with me is like, you know, the beginning of, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. She like pushes me into the bathroom and closes the door and says that I'm Elsa. So I have to be Elsa and she does the whole Anna part. And then I, all I have to do is sit there and say, go away, Anna. And then she walks away all sad. Oh, that's so funny. She like asked me to do it multiple times a day. Like, okay, go in there, mom. You're going to be Elsa. That's so funny. Oh, daddy's home. Go greet him. I can hear his car. Go surprise him. Honey, honey, I got you. Okay, never mind. I need to hide out here. Oh, man. See, this is motherhood. I'm like, 100%. Wasn't I talking about mushrooms? Um, I, I love you. I love you. We, oh, this, is, this is exactly what I yes. was thinking that it was going to be like <laughs> in a way. And so this is this is great. Don't worry about any of that. Uh, Hello. Hello. I think it's, it's those, They were delicious. I yes. would highly recommend them to anybody. Although I hear that they're kind of hard to come by okay. um, in stores. And they're also... And they're also... Um, very expensive so hopefully next season i can harvest much more and maybe save them and like do some farmer's market or something like yeah that. that would be really cool <laughs> yeah very cool. Okay. well yeah. i feel like we got through a lot of stuff mostly everything if you have time we can talk about your horror movies but if you gotta go i totally understand so. no daddy's home so somebody went into her room to read a book now um <laughs> the horror movie thing yes <laughs> i am such a horror movie fanatic <laughs> like i'm the opposite I, <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> I feel like i remember that too i remember when we were like maybe in fifth or sixth grade and you were spending the night at my house and i i feel like i even remember the movie it was like what lies beneath that we were gonna watch or no it was interview with the vampire and I remember, like, at the part where she slits his throat, you were just like, oh, my God, what is this? And I was like, it's so cool, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So we didn't watch it anymore. But I oh, oh I you're so nice. That. I don't even remember that. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I remember it. Um, <laughs> Such a whip. Because, like. I just definitely remember that because I was like, okay, so it's, it might not be normal that I'm super into this. I've had a lot of other friends since then who are just also not about that life. Like, they just That's hate it. so like, funny. Mm-hmm. 
I see on like Facebook and Instagram, people are, I feel like there's a lot of people that I I'm friends with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, so maybe it's like an opposite to track type of thing. Yeah. Where, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't like gory stuff. I can watch mm-hmm. scary, creepy stuff. And even that, like now I kind of don't do it because I'm very spiritual and I feel like it's too much connection to it, but that's mm-hmm. like, oh, like psychological like, thriller type things. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'll create it in my head mm-hmm. and then it'll actually happen. So I don't like to do that. Yeah. But if I can separate myself emotionally from it, then I'm fine. So it just depends on what it is. Um, True. I, you know, what's funny is I feel like I can totally separate myself emotionally from like horror movies. And I think the reason why is because we started watching them really young. You know, my dad, like we, (laughs) we started watching them really young. We would go to movie town and like one out of every three movies that we would rent would be a horror movie. Yeah. And so it was really easy for us to just kind of see it as more like fun. Totally. Like just a thrill, like a cheap thrill. We'd be like, oh my God. And it was like, it almost got to be like, okay, now that wasn't really scary enough. Now we need more and more. And then as I got older, it was more about like me actually appreciating like the cinema cinematography of this particular movie or the special effects of this movie or like the suspense in this one and I just got super into it I just love scary movies so for I don't know why or where the idea came to me but I was just like you know what I'm gonna make maybe maybe quarantine you know I'm just like bored and I was just like I'm gonna watch one horror movie a night for all of October and the idea is that on the very last night I'm gonna watch the horror movie which is um inspiring my Halloween costume Ooh. so so is yeah so I'm excited is it's a secret, secret. okay yes. I'm very excited to see you'll have to post your your outfit and everything mm-hmm. with your video I'm I, excited yeah I'm excited for you um I'm trying to think like I I have a few things going on in my brain but I what comes to mind when I think of horror movies with you is when we were in high school and we oh my God, don't even to, say it yes the black dahlia we, yes the black dahlia <laughs> but but you know what you know what i'm talking about but everybody else is like oh the black dahlia cool no big deal you know we got the wrong one and we got like so stupid. some sea level budget movie black dahlia something <laughs> I remember there were like push-ups involved, right? There was like random push-ups involved in this movie for like no reason. (laughs) Dancing with body parts. And like cheerleaders. It was really weird. And to be honest, you just put another movie on my list because honestly, to this day, I've still never watched the original Black Dahlia. Oh, Like the one that we were trying to watch. Me neither. I still have never seen it. I'm going to have to watch it too now. (laughs) And I always thought it was really creepy because that movie is based off of a true story. Like maybe I should watch it. (laughs) Yes. And I think it had something to do with Jack the Ripper, which is also frightening because he and that character is based on true story, which is just scary. But oh my God, that's hilarious because I do remember that and was, we were kind of just like, what are we watching? Yeah, we're all like looking around like, are you seeing what? And then we realized like, oh, (laughs) this isn't what we wanted to get, you know, like, obviously, but it was definitely like, I still remember that 
I'll never forget that. Like just yeah. weird things like that. It's funny how they just stick in your brain. But I remember so many of those things, especially from that year. We had so many like good memories and just different like different like little inside jokes and quotes like 19 and get it and like all these little things. Yes. Oh my god. You're my cousin. It was such a good time. <laughs> yes. Oh, good times. Wow. I think I actually still have some of those um my my sister my well rewind. My best friend was holding like a bunch of my stuff for me in her attic when I moved out here to New York cuz I literally just came with a bag. Wow. And so she was carrying all my stuff up there. She just moved and Kiona went, my sister, yeah. you know, to go and, and grab all these things for me. And she opened up my little foot locker that I used to have that like long one that I pretty much carry everything in. Yeah. And I had some drawings from you in there, like those little yeah. notes that we used to pass in class. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I can't remember, like, I yeah, think it's just like little scribbles on paper. I don't know why I kept all these things, but I, I just it. did. I kept like the most random stuff. Me too. Um, just because I, I don't know, like one day I'm going to look back on all of it and be like, oh my God, remember? <laughs> yes. Yes. There's, there's like a, a little sticker uh, photo sticker booth, you know, like the booth. I uh, have that movies where oh, you, and, you I... and me and uh, yeah. you're you're naughty and I'm nice. I think. Yep. I, and, and we're wearing our bandanas. Yeah, we're super into bandanas. We were, I actually we're so have cool. that. I literally have that picture right now here. Um, oh my god! I was like, I was looking through all these photos of us the other day because um, there was like my box of pictures when I was organizing things for the move. Yeah. There's so many different things, like a bunch of us at track and like oh soccer god. practice. So good. And then I came across that one, and a couple of us like at my house on Antigua Street, like when we're like in sixth grade, oh and it's god. like first from a sleepover or something like that. I have no idea, but man, oh, I just remember like. <laughs> all the kids coming to your house and we're like just riding bikes and beating each other up and just crazy yep, playing football going to lamppost pizza yes. after football games oh my gosh the best that's the kind of stuff that like so I, I feel like sometimes when I mention or when I say things about like my childhood and how obviously there's some resentment and there's some like bad memories and things I feel like when I say that out loud or to people who might not know me or even people who do know me they're kind of thinking like I'm bashing my dad or I'm trying to like say he was bad or all mean and I feel that's never the case you know what I mean like with as parents with our kids everything is so complex and now as a parent myself I understand like when we were kids, we thought our parents were superheroes and that they had all the answers. And so if they were doing something bad, then they should have known better or something, you know? Um, but I know now that like my dad was just doing the best with what he had. So yeah, there were times when like, maybe I didn't really feel emotionally supported or let down or something like that. But there are so many good memories I have for my dad that I wouldn't trade in for the world, yeah. you know? And that's definitely one of them. Like my dad was always at our events. My dad, he even came to my soccer practices, like not even just the games, <laughs> but he was there on the sidelines of soccer practice, playing football with my brother and sisters until it was time to go, yeah, you know? Um, he like 
played football with all the kids on the street and then took us out for pizza or McDonald's or whatever. Um, Took kids to the movies, like if their parents weren't home and didn't want to, you know, all these things. So I don't know. There's just so many amazing memories I have of my dad growing up and I wouldn't trade them for the world. That just, I love thinking about that, you know, like how my dad was with all the kids in the neighborhood. It makes me super happy thinking about it too, because I have fond memories mm. of that. And I I want you to know that we all had a great time with your dad. Yeah. And I, I know we all we all go home and it's different sometimes. You yeah. Know, they're yelling at you to do your chores or whatever, and you're like fighting against it. But like you say, I think as kids, you don't realize that our parents are just doing the best that they can with what they have. They, you know, some of us are single moms, some of us are single dads, you know, some of us mm-hmm. have both of our, both, you know, it's both the parents, but someone's working or, you know, whatever the situation is, yeah. everybody is just doing their best. And those times like that you weren't, you know, emotionally supported. Like we, I think as kids, we all feel like that. We all feel like Mm -hmm. they should have known how I was feeling. But as a parent now, I'm able to kind of, like you said, get that other perspective, Mm -hmm. turn around and be like, you know what? They were doing their best that they could. So that means I'm just doing the best I can too, you know? So it's like, you gotta let up on yourself you know don't be so hard on yourself you know you're doing great and the fact that you're even thinking about how you're shaping her mind means that you're on the right track you know so yeah we have so many fond memories and your dad definitely (laughs) played a huge role in my childhood growing up because yeah I mean he was like he was like another dad really yeah he's just like always there (laughs) yeah and I mean and your grandma I mean your grandma's so Uh, awesome like making those um what do they call it I know the bread the flat empanadas well I don't know it's just like fry fry bread the fry bread fry bread yes which which bread because there was a lot of bread (laughs) which one they're all good (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um yes but not oily but you know fried the fry bread was so So good. good oh my god yeah. <sighs> I wish I honestly had her specific recipe, but it's long lost. I have no idea where it's at, but I think the one that I'm working with now is like come really close to what it is. Tastes just like it. So yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Been on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. It's one of those things too, where it's like, um, I don't know if you ever, if like your grandma or if they ever made tortillas or whatever, but you know, my grandma, she has like, her little old wives tales type thing so she used to always tell us that like only one set of hands could like knead the dough for tortillas otherwise it won't come out right yeah so if if I wanted to help she would like just tell me what to do and only I could touch the dough and then she will do this and help me out and she's like it's the same thing with fry bread and also like if you go into it and you're in a bad mood it's not going to come out right yeah. It's the same thing as like, you, so you have to go into it positive. There have been plenty of times where like I've tried to make tortillas or fry bread yeah. and like halfway through, I just get pissed off and throw the dough away. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. It's not cut, <laughs> too sticky. It's not coming back. Aww. Then if I add more flour, it's going to be too rubbery. I'm just not doing it, but yeah, I'm just you not really just have to be in the right mindset, put on some music and just relax, you know? <laughs> 
Well, and now, of course, Sequoia wants to help with everything. Yeah, and you're like, okay, now I'm going to tell you, take (laughs) over. But it's funny you say that about the bread and cooking and stuff, because I totally agree. There was a movie that I watched. Um, it's a it's a foreign movie. It's a soccer movie. It's awesome. A Shalon soccer. We might have watched it, but I don't know. Yes, I think we did. Yeah, I think and we did. she she made the, the girl. There's a girl and a guy in it. And the girl makes like these sweet buns, like mm. I don't know, sweetie buns, I think they're called. And I think it's Japanese culture, um, but she's making them and she makes them like they're the best dough she's ever had. And like this guy finds um, finds them and then he like eats them and he's obsessed with them and wants to like <laughs> support this girl, but she's so insecure and everything. And then he ends up like breaking her heart somehow and all of her dough. Aww. It, all of her sweet buns are not sweet anymore and so they, they actually fired her and in, in the movie and everything and so it's actually like I, I really believe that like your energy and your the love yep. into the food really comes out and like it sounds crazy but like there have been times where I've been at a restaurant and I will not touch the food after it's been completely made I'm just like, I don't like the energy that's coming off of this plate. Like, I know that the chef just had a shitty ass day and I don't want to eat it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. And like my ex, is he, he would actually get upset because he just spent like 30 bucks on a plate or something. And you know, what's 30 bucks, but he doesn't have the same mentality. So to have that energy like, like that sounds crazy or yeah whatever. exactly mm-hmm. which I, I understand why it sounds crazy but if you really dive into it I think that like it goes back to you know making the dough making the bread if your mind's not right if you don't have like you know just a good positive energy you're gonna uh, all that negative stuff is gonna get into that food that you're preparing with your hands and mm-hmm. with your heart and mind and everything so yeah yeah, it's it's so important. I hopefully maybe one day when I visit we can make fry bread together or something. That yes. Well, we'll do fry bread and dream catchers and just like make a day it. of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So is there actually there was one more thing I wanted to talk to you about for sure before you I asked you if there's anything else. Um Indigenous yeah. People's Day. I wanted to ask you about that. I know that you're obviously very into your Native American culture, and I don't know if you know, but Phoenix and Aries are actually Native American too. Native American and Hispanic is mm-hmm. Josh's um, family. So I love to hear more about your specific culture and history and kind of just how you know, how that plays a part in you and then kind of our future and like kind of what we're going through right now um, with the government, mm-hmm. if, if you want to touch on that, because I know that it can kind of go like crazy with that, so. Oh my God, yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's like a conversation that we could have for just as long as we've been having this conversation. Um, but as far as Indigenous Peoples Day goes, um, I'm of the belief that Indigenous Peoples Day is every day. And that this is just like a, a hope for us to kind of finally, once and for all, eradicate Columbus Day and be like, there's absolutely no reason for us to really be celebrating this anymore anyways. And it was kind of, I believe, started as a way to just not make reparations, because I don't even think that's possible, but at least put the focus where it belongs, which is on the people who were destroyed by the coming of Columbus and colonization and you know, uh, yeah. everything that Disease came with it, and, 
yeah, right. all of that. And I think also to kind of highlight that it's just, I feel like there's so many people who still have an idea of what indigenous people or native American people are. And it's very um, outdated. Yeah. You know, they, for some reason, don't see native American people as present like there yeah. are a lot of urban natives, you know, not every single Native American that you come across is going to have is going to have grown up on the reservation or or um, not every Native American that you come across is even going to be um, steeped in their culture yeah. because it has been erased so very well that it's hard for a lot of Native Americans to reclaim that and get a hold of that. If you're not if you're not raised in a family where your grandparent teaches you about it or your parents even speak about it or even are knowledgeable about it it's really hard to um to keep that going so I think maybe that's like indigenous people's day is another way to just be like look we are still here Mm -hmm. um we are still present we are not just like this this outdated idea of like or only one type of native american either where it's just like feathers and buckskin and things there's like there were over 300 tribes of native american or indigenous peoples in america and canada you know and not every single one follows the same um traditions or ideas not every tribe believes in dream catchers not every tribe you know it's it's very different and and vast so i think i don't know that yeah that was just a way to kind of bring attention and say, and like a declaration of saying like, listen, we've persisted for all this time and we would still, we would like to be seen, we would like to be heard and acknowledged and especially in present day issues. Yeah. Especially in present day issues. Cause I feel like so many, it's the same thing like that you hear when people are talking about like in Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. and you hear that, that those type of people come out and say like, why are you still mad? Like slavery ended over 400 years ago. So why, and it's like, um first of all no (laughs) it didn't if you you can actually find um instances of slavery still happening like well into the 60s and 70s yeah and um even if it did end at that time like you're saying that it did Mm -hmm. the ripple effects are still there it's the same thing with native americans like the ripple effects are there the damage has been done and it continues to cause problems now yeah. So, yeah, mm. oh, I think, I think you're right. I think that it does give you guys a little bit more of a voice because there's like a day attached to it. And whenever there's a day, it's on a calendar. It's the U.S. means that it mm-hmm. recognizes it. So I do believe that that's a good thing. Um, but like you say, it's every day. I mean, Black Lives right. Matter every day. You know, Indigenous people's lives matter every day all lives matter every day but I say that with a grain of salt because I don't want to piss anyone off um right and I I don't mean that in a negative way I completely understand where you're coming from because even in the Black Lives Matter movement nobody is saying that all lives don't matter yeah so I get you know I mean nobody is saying that nobody has ever said that but it's not all lives that are in trouble right now and so that's why that's being highlighted and there's even i I want to say November, I think it is, that is um, um, Indigenous Peoples Month. And I think it was last year, um, Donald Trump declared just last year, even after we had gotten that put on the calendar, put on like out there for people to understand, he made it um, Founding Fathers Month. 
which is almost like a slap in the face because it's like we just asking for like a sliver of like some type of like recognition some type of way for us to put this information out there and share on these issues and things and you had to come and undercut it like as if it's not like as if there's not a glaring reminder of it in our everyday life every single day so it just doesn't you know one one thing that I want to touch on that I think it really explains the Black Lives Matter Indigenous People's Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter was uh when I saw someone explain it with like uh breast cancer awareness you wear Mm. pink to raise awareness for breast cancer well that doesn't cure breast cancer it just brings awareness and that's the whole right. point of it it's like black lives matter it, we're not saying all, all lives don't matter we're just saying that like we're bringing awareness to the to this culture this community so that you know the people who aren't aware can be so i think that that people a lot of times don't understand that they're being disrespectful when they're talking about something because they weren't raised that way and you know they haven't mm-hmm. been in your shoes or whoever's shoes so they don't they don't have that other perspective but i think this year you know these conversations the, these types of situations are going to really open up that conversation between people and hope i hope bridge some of that because really what i've found is that even when I'm like upset at someone, once I talk to them, I'm not upset at them anymore. You know, even (laughs) if there's someone I disagree with, or I have, you know, something going on with them, once I talk to them, even if I still disagree with them, at least I was able to kind of get on a common ground with them, understand them a little bit more before I'm just judging them, you know, like, yeah, that comes from is that the, this judging, like, oh, our parents should have known better. Well, maybe they could have, but maybe they don't. And it's kind of the same uh, they thing. Yeah, like, they didn't have the tools and they didn't have like the information um, and they didn't maybe even have the safe space available to maybe want to parent the way that they want. You know, it's just, there's so many different things. It's like- So complicated. <laughs> right. But I, I get what you're saying too. It's like, I don't, I don't feel like a lot of the people who are saying- things against these movements like I I don't feel like a lot of them are trying to be intentionally hurtful Mm -hmm. until it's been brought to their attention you know you you have the opportunity the opportunity to learn about these things and then once you have learned about them if you still choose to like yeah um say hurtful things or like on the subject of since Halloween is coming up on the subject of dressing up as Native Americans on Halloween like there's a lot of people who are just kind of like well like I didn't know I totally get that why would you you know what I mean like we dressed up as Native Americans in school for like school performances and and um you know there was Pocahontas costumes when we were kids even all these things and now there's Pocahontas costumes and um I'm I would never like just judge somebody just from seeing it. But if it's like, if we have the discussion and I talk to you about why it's hurtful, why it's, um, it's actually hard. It's yeah, it's disrespectful and it's actually harmful to native American lives now. And I understand like how that might not like people might not be able to make that connection, mm-hmm. but like dressing up as a sexy native American on Halloween is a no-go <laughs> and, yeah. um, 
ne I'm not saying never mind, but so there's the fact that it is um, an issue because it's like Native American men and women were both stripped of their culture and were not allowed to practice their culture. So they were not even allowed to dress up as themselves, Wow, you know, in their own They're clothing. Like not, yeah. yeah, not not even able to speak their own language. And now some like, well, the last uh, boarding school I think was closed down in like the early eighties. So it's not even been that long. It's literally only been like a, a couple decades yeah. since yeah. like 32 um, years maybe right which is really not that much time one generation like, maybe right <laughs> so you have a, an entire generation of people who were stripped of their culture and were like actively not allowed by law to practice this culture and now you want to try it on for a day and just like you know, and, and not only as a selfie right and right and yeah. be able to take it off and it's like it's it doesn't it's incredibly hurtful. I could imagine like for the, for, especially for survivors of boarding schools, like I, I can't imagine how they must feel about that. But then you're also with the Pocahontas costumes, sexualizing and fetishizing Native American women. And that in and of itself contributes to the missing and murdered indigenous women's movement, which is something I frequently talk about on my Instagram. Cause I just feel like I want to mention it at least once a day you know so that if like I have new followers and new friends or something they can learn about it and then they will share it and then they will share it and that's something that I myself wasn't even aware of like five years ago um and it's been happening for some time so it's like the if you look at the statistics I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff I've shared it's staggering and it's honestly like jaw-dropping it's so scary to, to have these numbers honestly the fact that there are statistics on it is so is heartbreaking like <sighs> and those statistics that you're seeing or put together by Native American families they're not even like a hundred percent put together by the institutions that are supposed to be doing it wow. like the FBI and the like the police and the DOJ like I think one of the most frightening statistics I've seen was, and this was done in 2016, was there were something along the lines of 5,700 Indigenous women reported missing, and only 116 of those cases were logged into the Department of Justice database. So there's absolutely, it's almost as if it's being purposely overlooked um, so that there would be no record of this happening. And then because of that, they're targeted. These women yeah. are actually targeted for like, for trafficking or for abuse, for violence. And another one of the things that I had read, um, this woman I follow on Instagram, who's absolutely amazing. Her name is Corinne Rice, Miss um, Corinne 86. I think you'll yeah. see her. On. Yeah, her I've seen her, her stuff before. She's amazing. Oh my God. She's such a Powerful. I, I look up I look up to her so much like everything that she speaks on I want to share it because I just feel like she has such a powerful voice and I think it was her that I had seen I um it was that the leading cause of death for Native American women the third leading cause of death for Native American women is murder that's like insane. it's not even like that's a scary. Like, diabetes or cancer like it's murder <laughs> that, that's yeah it's not like Ugh, like suicide you know it's just 
murdered. Mm-hmm. Like someone went to attack this woman. Like, oh, okay, okay. So it's like this I, gonna I can understand like this. a whole nother. Yeah. So there's gonna be some people when I talk about stuff like this, or it's gonna be like, oh, you're being so dramatic, or that doesn't make sense, and they're not gonna be able to make that connection. But when you're walking around in like sexualizing Native American women you're putting this image or idea of them out there that's not even what represents them, but that's what people are looking for and hoping that they're going to receive when they target these women because they're only seeing like this sexualized version of like a native princess in a skin tight buckskin short dress, you know, with with heels with fur on it. I don't know where, or, where that comes from. But that's I think of I think of Peter Pan and because I have a book mm-hmm. that I read for Phoenix and it's uh Peter Pan and a little bit of pixie dust. And it's literally the chief is with <laughs> Princess Tiger Lily and she's in her, mm-hmm. you know, her or her outfit and it's in the like costume style, you know, like American right. art. And you can tell, I mean she's and the character really cute. <laughs> yeah why is she so you know it's it's interesting (laughs) that you 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 can see that now when you kind of look back at stuff and as a parent Mm -hmm. I've been a lot more I kind of censor what you know Phoenix watches because she's only two and I you know you gotta Mm -hmm. watch what they ingest because like they just repeat everything but yeah um, Sequoia hasn't seen Pocahontas I don't think I'm gonna show her that one ever (laughs) um Uh, yeah (laughs) but yeah I do remember those characters in the Peter Pan one because my they were stereotypical versions of what Native Americans were they were like overly um characterized like with the big noses and the bright red skin yeah it's just ridiculous it's like the same as um the Chief Wahoo character I think it was from the Cleveland Indians and um it's I don't want to say it's funny but my dad used to joke because like we would go into like um we were at the block or something and we would go into like a sporting goods store and he's always looking for ram jerseys yeah um but we would pass by like the hats of Uh chief wahoo yeah and like the big old grin the big smile and the big nose and and my dad would stand next to it and do the smile and we would kind of like we would sarcastically laugh because my dad looks exactly like yeah. him. and I could kind of I could kind of <laughs> like knowing him and I could see yeah. like how that can really him doing it and he was he would just look at it and just like shake his head and it's like oh my god and there I think that's still a mascot I don't know if they've completely so, got rid of that one yet but with that one though I don't I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on where I heard this I think it was from the king and the sting podcast but it might have been <laughs> from the fighter and the kid I'm not sure but <laughs> I heard that the reason why that team was called the Indians um, was because they had two Indians on the team. And so that, I don't, I mean, I don't know the whole story, but basically from what I heard was that there were, you know, everybody else was white and they had two Indians on the team. And so they like they they were the best or something and so they they wanted to be the Indians like that's why so it was more of like a good thing at the time but obviously hindsight it's you know not and I um, think I might have read that same article and I'm like if you see my eyebrows I'm kind of yeah you're like like, uh yeah and it might I feel like that's (laughs) like like an like a justification after the fact I don't feel like that doesn't even make any sense that you would name your team after like this, these marginalized people that you and yourself and probably most of the people on your team 
didn't treat as equals, but you're going to name the team after them. No, I don't. I think that's bogus. (laughs) I don't think that's a thing. And it sounds like to me like, oh, let me just try to figure out how we can justify this now that we've, um, instead of, instead of just saying like, look, we didn't have the knowledge that we do now. And we understand now that how this can be disrespectful. So let's change it. But nobody wants to do that because by acknowledging that it's wrong, you are also acknowledging that you've participated in it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, it's not a problem to just be like, I didn't know, you know, well, I, it's not a problem, but I think mm-hmm. what it, it opens up everybody pointing the finger at you and saying, right. You're the one it's all you, it's your fault. When it's like, wait a minute, I'm not the only one, but I'm admitting mm-hmm. it. Cause I'm strong enough. And you're going to point all your fingers at me. Okay. Yeah. So I think that yeah. there's a level of like self-protection that people are kind of going through, especially with social yeah. media. And mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, I get scared sometimes to even post videos because I'm afraid that of what the negative people will say. I mean, it's like, there's so much negativity that it does kind of get, you know, uh, like it freezes me sometimes. Cause I'm like, I just don't mm-hmm. even want to deal with it, but I don't want to come I'm, off a certain way because you're afraid that like what you're saying is going to be misconstrued. Exactly. I totally get that. Oh, mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, that happens. Yeah. And so I, I just, I won't say it. I'll, I'll type something and then I'll just delete it because I'm like, I just don't want to stir the pot I don't want to you know Mm -hmm. make it or come off a certain way and then get attacked when I really mean something else and so you know there is a lot of that I think going on with people where it it, it's like you put yourself in a position of being bullied because you were being honest and that just doesn't seem right I think that you're right in the fact that you should feel comfortable and feel honestly proud for saying, Hey, no, I'm, I've learned and I'm different now. I've, you know, I may not be Mm -hmm. perfect, but I'm making improvements to be better and change. And I think Mm -hmm. we need more people that are like willing to at least open up their mind to that, you know, because otherwise it's just, no, it's my way or the highway. We're all just going to be on separate highways. So I don't know, Mm -hmm. but Uh, I love hearing everything about your culture and everything about like just your passion behind it. So I don't know if there's anything else that you'd want to like touch on that you can kind of share with everybody about (laughs) that, that can maybe help your community um, or pages that you can share that I can attach to the link or, you know, just so people can find out more information, anything you want to send me, I can put yeah. down in my little video. I'm going to probably put this on YouTube and then of course on the website. So anything mm-hmm. you want to share with me or with our listeners or audience. Yeah, I'll, I can send you that. I can send you that. I, um, I think on my bio, actually on my Instagram, I have like a link to a link tree that has several different sites that you can go to, to either help or just become more informed about certain issues. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot of it you'll be able to find there. And then I have, I do have a list cause so many people have asked me for it. Like I do have a list of very, um, specific people that I follow on Instagram that I think are great. Cause they just continuously share information about different um yeah about different um current events and things that are happening at the moment um and not just here but also in Canada because like I do have a couple friends that live in Canada but I I frequently hear people making comments like 
oh, it's getting so bad here. I'm just going to move to Canada. And I'm kind of just like, mm, well, <laughs> it's not perfect there either. And indigenous communities in Canada right now are literally fighting a war, um, which wow. I can definitely share more about. Also, like I can give you links to that, but they, they're not treated as well in Canada as so many people think that they are. Yeah. Um, it's just, a, it's a battle all over, you know, so. I think um, to touch on that kind of like racism and kind of this stigma that Canada is like this best, like, I don't know, this wonderful. Better and yeah. <laughs> For one, it's really cold. Like you don't <laughs> realize that it's cold. Um, yeah, it's freezing. It's cold all the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I actually, uh, my dad was born in Canada um born in victoria moved here when he was three got his citizenship so i'm actually a daughter of an immigrant as well and so people don't always recognize that because i'm white and they think like oh you must have been born here and yeah i was born here but my parents my dad wasn't and so you know some of that i get like kind of like well i'm white but but I'm also, I can relate to you a lot more than you think. So mm -hmm. um, it can be frustrating. But um, anyways, to go back to what I was talking about um, mm -hmm. with Canada is it's cold. And I think like the racism, unfortunately, as kids, you know, we separate things by color, you know, not, mm -hmm. not black and white, but just you know, red, orange, green, you know, we, we're learning okay. the colors, we learn it separate, we learn things separately. We're not like, I don't know, connecting everything together. And I don't know, like, I'm going off on like so many tangents right now. But <laughs> the story that I keep wanting to like come through is, I was coaching for um, First Touch Soccer last year. And I had a colleague of mine that I would coach with um like separately but he we would show up at the same time and so sometimes I would talk to him and I'm pretty sure he was um Hispanic but he might he had definitely could like his um his features reminded me of Native American people that I've met so mm -hmm. I was like maybe like he has that in him but he was definitely Hispanic and that's what he was like telling me about but it was when uh, like some something racial had happened and I asked him I was like is that real like does that really still happen to you here in long because we were in Long Beach and I'm like this is the most diverse mm -hmm. one of the most diverse places in Orange County so I, I'm like I'm white obviously I'm not saying anything negative to you so for me it's weird when white people or you know people are racist I'm confused as to why because I, I see your soul I see your eyes I see what's inside but I mean he, he was like yeah yeah this still happens I was like really what like and this was before anything all this whole drama of the whole world has happened this was last year in like November and mm -hmm. he was like yeah there was some guy just riding his bike in the park and said something like n-word and he's not even black you know so it's like right. for one that not that that's like how you should say anything but it's just the ignorance the level of ignorance when people it's like he's riding his bike and decided to shout out to someone to make them what feel bad about themselves that's what he was trying to do and like 
that's what I'm thinking that person was trying to do. So it kind of opened my eyes, obviously, to, to, to talk to someone that had happened to fairly recent before all the craziness had happened. So it's just normal life, you know? And so mm -hmm. I think it actually helped me realize that I need to be maybe a little bit more proactive in how I communicate with people who may think that I'm being racist. Not that I am, but who people who might perceive me just because I'm white, blonde hair, blue eyes, people think that. People have called me Nazi, Nazi youth and all this crap. And it, it's really mean, honestly. Are you serious? Yeah, lots of times. Nazi youth, um, Hitler's child, lots of really hurtful things that it's like, yeah, I can take it because I've, I don't know, I've dealt with a lot of shit, I guess, but people who are white also get attacked for things just because they're white. And then it, to me, I think it's hurtful because it seems to be like a, this stigma of like, it's okay to be racist as long as it's against a white person, because they've been having this white privilege their whole life, which I totally am not um, saying that that's not real because I do believe that it is real and that white people mm -hmm. don't even realize that we have it. It's, it's just part of growing up. It's something that has with this country has been kind of trained, but I think because it's being more aware, we're able to at least have these conversations. Our generations are growing up with it being in our face and, and knowing that it's up to them to choose kind of how they respond. But I don't know. It's just like, it's it's really sad to me that it even exists because in, in reality if people like i said before if people actually just had that conversation with that person they probably wouldn't like hate them or not like them or you know think anything negative they may not agree with them completely or even agree with them at all but at least that they don't hate them or they don't have this like negative energy towards them because they were able to find some sort of at least communication you know mm -hmm. so i urge anyone yeah. else you know to go out and like just have that conversation with someone if you're curious have ask the question you know say what's on your mind um if you're looking to find more information or if you want to learn and you want to grow and change, like that's how you're going to do it is like building those relationships with people that are different from you and, you know, kind of, I don't know, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I think like, I totally see what you're saying. And it's funny. It's like my mom and I were actually having a conversation about this the other day, as far as like, like my my mom is white she is irish and um she has like ties to celtic and viking wow. um yeah she just found this out on like it was interesting because she thought actually um that she herself had native american in her because her mom had always told them that they had cherokee or something like that and she was like it honestly like she goes it like it tipped her whole world upside down because she was like literally my whole life I've been fascinated with native culture that's probably even why I was so attracted to your dad and your grandma and then their teachings yeah. and and then she was like oh my god she was like but you know that's okay she was like my whole life you know I've been um taunted even for my skin because she's white and yeah. you know she's been called a white 
B-word and like a great gringa because she grew up in um, like neighborhoods like we did, like in Anaheim. The Weta. Like, the Weta. You know, yes, the hour. I remember that on, on the soccer field too. I oh, all totally remember all the girls who used to like refer to you as the Weta or the gringa and blah, blah. And I always just would be like, they're just jealous because she's better than them. <laughs> but, well, it's like, you know, I've learned that word, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously we know this. But yeah. Like, I am, my mom was yeah. talking about how, like, it is frustrating because, like, she, yes, she's white, but she grew up in, like, lower income communities and was constantly surrounded by a Hispanic and Mexican culture. And so she, if you listen to the way that my mom talks, she has, like, a... um like a Hispanic kind of twang. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that's just how she talks. So that's just how she was raised. And other people, she is like, it just kind of bothers me sometimes that people would assume that just because I'm white, that I might not understand what they're gone through. But I've literally been through horrifying experiences because of like the neighborhood or the fact that we, you know, the family we lived in and this and that. And I was just like, I get that. I totally get that. And I also get that there's still going to be people that look at her and see that she's white and they're just going to assume that she's never had any hardships or that, or that her hardships are not as difficult because she's white and it would have been worse if she was, and, and you know, I don't even know. I can't like, um, I don't want to say I can't relate to that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I like us growing up. That was something somebody else had asked me about that. Like about um, did I always grow up in my Native American culture? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was never a question. Um, you know, my dad and my grandma both raised us to understand where we came from very early on. And then everybody, all the kids in the neighborhood, everybody knew my dad with his long braid down his back. It was never like a question for us. And so we were always just um native american you know no it, there wasn't even a question as yeah. like yeah i'm also white because my mom is white and we also have like mexican heritage but we didn't speak spanish so it's like can i even claim that what kind of a mexican am i you know i don't speak oh, spanish that's so, a thing. <laughs> but there's just so many different things about like being mixed race also you know you can't you're always kind of feeling a little bit less than because yeah, you're just like one category or the other you're like your own new category and I think that's kind of where we're all heading towards I mean obviously there's going to be some um crazy people that are extremists and want to keep things a certain way um but I think most of the generations as our consciousness all evolved we're all just gonna mesh and honestly maybe like millions of years later but we're all gonna have like the same language because everything's just gonna get cross-connected so much that like think of our slang you know all of that kind of stuff is gonna eventually i mean not in our lifetime but yeah it'll become earth is like a melting pot you know that we had these different continents where we were separate and then as we were able to travel and technology has been evolved we're able to communicate with all these people and so i think as our technology has been growing we're able to create these connections and kind of you know attack kind of these negative situations that have happened but eventually you know kind of smooth them over and you know mm -hmm. be this melting pot and hopefully maybe be like this you know 
a somewhat peaceful place to live. Somewhere. I would love that. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. I mean, it what the way that you were just explaining it kind of takes me back to like um, my first experience with shrooms. Like that's oh. exactly what it reminded me of and made me feel like is like, um, you just kind of go back to basics in, in a sense that like you unlearn everything, yeah. you know? And I felt like I, I didn't have any prejudice. I didn't have any judgments. And then I didn't feel any of those things being placed on me either, which was incredibly important because it was like being a kid again. Yeah. And that's, I think back to that often when I'm thinking about how I talk to Sequoia and it's like, she is going to take everything that we say and do around her and create her reality based off of that so i literally have the most important uh responsibility to make sure that i'm not projecting my ideas and beliefs 100 percent on her and forcing her to just accept those things yeah you know i remember the first time i had tried them and i was just like I didn't feel like, I think a lot of people have this like stereotypical view that it's like everything is going to blend together and it's going to be psychedelic and weird. It didn't feel like that for me. It just yeah. felt like, it felt like I was home, you know, it's, like, yeah, it, that's yeah, exactly. Like, cause I think, let's see, I'm trying to think what I did first. I think I did acid first but basically they're kind of the same thing I mean they're very they're different but the the mushrooms definitely feels like like you say like home you feel with the universe you feel like you are connected to it but it's not I don't know it's like like you say you're just like a little hug from the universe Mm -hmm. yeah and if you're with friends like I don't know I was with friends and so it was like I literally I felt that same love for my friends at at the same time yeah you know it was like I'm happy that I'm here with these people and that I know them and that like I don't need them to be anything else other than what and who they are and it doesn't who and what they are does not mean anything for or against me. Yes. But at the same time, I just love them. You know, I feel <laughs> connected to them, but I also know like that's that's the most interesting way that I can explain is like I feel connected to these people yeah. while also knowing that they are not, you know, like they don't have any bearing on like my emotions and my feelings if I don't want them to, if I don't want to let it be that way. Yeah. It's like, you can be who you are, do what you want, love what you love, everything. And I can be who I am, do what I want, love what I love. And we can be totally cool. Even if those things are not compatible, yes. you know, and that's that, the I think just right there is what you said. <laughs> we just need a massively dose the entire universe. everybody everybody, everybody. <laughs> for everybody same time I really feel like that might be the answer and I I know like there's so many people who will think that's like like crazy or out there or whatever and I just urge every single one of those people to maybe just go listen to Terrence McKenna yes. or read some of Terrence McKenna because I feel like he was on the right track yeah and it's not anything that's like crazy and I know there's a lot of people also who are going to be like oh, but you need a, a drug or a stimulant to be able to feel that way. And it's like, no, shamans for like 
centuries have been using plants and medicinal herbs to reconnect to nature and to kind of strip away these excess layers of like um negativity and, and not even just negativity but like um agreements that we've made over time you yeah. know from experiences oh, well, so with, amazing <laughs> with, with that I, I think that that stem or, it, you know, kind of relates to the whole Native American culture being erased. I mean, for our Western uh, continent, we have Western medicine, which my family, you know, has not really been, uh, you know, kind of the way that we follow our path. Mm-hmm. We followed an Eastern culture, like, you know, a lot of Chinese medicine, chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, something more natural is what my family has always gravitated towards. So like getting back into medicinal like leaves and plants, I think is, you know, I was already, I was already more open to it. So when I did it, it wasn't like a super crazy thing, but I can see how other people have this fear behind it. They think like, oh, I'm doing something bad because it's illegal or what, you know, wherever. But I think once people get past that sense of I'm doing something bad and they actually just do it for themselves, then they realize that it's not bad and it's the healing tool. It's like any drug any drug is meant to heal you so if it's mm-hmm. not healing you then kind of in the wrong area but right like and I think it's fascinating that it's like we we're we've all just accepted that it's like okay pharmaceuticals and the medicine that we've been taking since we were kids like I'm we were taking that kind of medication when we were young you know and it was always just accepted as normal almost to the point where it's like you accept popping a pill to get rid of a headache is so normal that the idea of eating pumpkin seeds instead because they will help your headaches is kind of weird. They're like, why would you do that though? But it's like, it's natural. Literally animals do these things like because they like to to regulate their bodies and to heal themselves. They do that. So why is it so strange that we would do that? Exactly. And like I the same thing is like with milk. Somebody said, I forget what little girl <laughs> said this to me. It was so cute because I work at the coffee shop and a mom was asking about our non-dairy options. And the little girl was like, not your mom, not your milk. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Genius. But yeah. she's right. Like we're the only species that drinks milk from an animal that is not us. Yeah. You know, and it's and we believe that it's normal because we've just been doing it since we were little, since we were growing up. And the idea of drinking soy milk or oat milk or whatever is so weird to those people because they've been doing that makes sense. I get that. Like you've been doing it for this whole time. So of course that's your normal. Yeah. But we just need to open our minds a little bit to accepting that, that, and this is that, also. that reminds me of, I just, um, I was telling you about the Joe Rogan podcast. I just watched his podcast with, um, shoot, what was his name? He was really intelligent. Um, I think I can find it really quick. Um, so I watched, oh, with Paul Saldino. Check him out. I mean, he's not probably what you would normally gravitate towards because he talks about how um meat is our should be our like main meat like diet and meal and it's very interesting though because he talks about how uh, as our ancestors would hunt we would eat things from nose to 
to tail. And so mm-hmm. as you know, Native American culture, I'm sure is the same thing. Whereas yep. like you have one animal that they eat for the month or, you know, however long it lasted, whatever, I don't know, but that you're eating the whole animal you're using the organs as um, right. as a bag after because you made something out of it, and you know you're you're using the whole animal in order to really respect it. To be honest, and you're only using what you need. And right. That's where I think our whole culture has been completely. What was his name? You said um, Paul Saldino. And okay. he, um, he's on the Joe Rogan podcast. So if you want to just, yeah, you know, watch it like that, it's a lot easier, but you can follow him on Instagram. I started following him and he has like, I think that they're his, but they're, um, like supplements that you can take for liver and for like beef liver and stuff. Supposedly it's really good for people, really healthy. Um, and so that actually does sound like, I know you said like that might not sound like something I would gravitate towards because I myself don't eat red meat, but the actual reason why I don't eat red meat here is because of everything that is the extra stuff that they put in it. I genuinely don't trust the yeah. meat industry here in America. Now, like I'm not opposed to eating red meat, but if it were caught, prepared, especially caught and prepared in the traditional way. Yeah. and use like you're describing I of course 100% would be into it although I don't think my body would accept it as well now after having not eaten it for years but I'm 100% for that I believe that if you are going to be eating meat you should of course be like connected to it catching it yourself using everything that you possibly can and um they did that like Native American tribes have done that there's actually a whole I think I shared it it's probably still on my story if you see it now cool. um because I was discussing something that the Mi'kmaq tribe in Canada is going through right now with their lobster and commercial fishermen. Yeah, I saw that. So these commercial fishermen, you know, are like taking their lobster and basically like burning it. They're like taking, this tribe is only taking what they need, but commercial fishermen are so greedy that they're taking away what this tribe has even, um, caught for themselves burning it burning down their fisheries everything and then there was a picture alongside next to it I don't recall if you if you if, or I don't know if you saw it but it was of like hundreds of dead mm-hmm. buffalo yeah and it was because buffalo were are so sacred to the Native American community because they would hunt them they would grow them they would feel spiritually connected to them and then when they would hunt them and kill them they would use every single part down to the bone for yeah. like for a necklace, for, um, for a, making more hunting tools. They would use the hide. They would eat the meat and they would survive off of it. And so back when they made the American government made a call to kill all the buffalo because they said that every dead buffalo was another dead Indian. And that was a way for them to kind of like wipe out Native Americans was by taking away their food source and not only their food source, but their connection to spirit. Yeah, was a, so, huge, a spiritual connection. Right. Well, so that's really interesting. I, I'm excited to see what this guy has to say. Yeah, and I actually, I I only watched 51 minutes of it and I was like changed by it. So I actually have to finish the rest of it. But um, that actually reminds me of the movie Avatar. I think that really shows a commercialized version of what we're talking about, of, you know, a home tree of Awa, the spirit that they're trying to destroy. And it's, you know, this capitalism, this uh, army coming in because they want something that they can sell. Um, I think that that's, 
just a prime example of kind of what we've been living and going through. And I think a lot of people really relate to that movie Avatar. At least I know I did. I was like, I yeah. live in Pandora. Like I love mm -hmm. that. Just all the neon. I think I saw movie. that movie like three times when it was in theaters. It's I so loved good. It so much. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> so I don't know. I hope that like that kind of I feel like that kind of helped open up people's minds to kind of say like, hey, maybe this isn't so right. But I don't know. I think it we really just need like this global awakening. Like, hey, like we're all connected. Thoughts are things. Spirit matters. Like, you know, you got to connect to yourself. But I mean, I don't know. There's just so much in the world. It's hard to address everybody you know everybody's issues everybody's problems but i think i don't know i hope that we're, we're moving forward in a positive direction i mean honestly i was just gonna say i know that things are bad i mean but it really just depends on our perspective i don't want to say that i don't even want to fully say that because right now yeah things are bad i'm just gonna put it at that right now things are really bad yeah. But I do have hope because I feel like more than ever, like I don't feel as though we were having these real conversations like when you and I were in high school. Yeah. Again, social media wasn't a huge thing. Well, we had MySpace and we just like shared our music and like had yeah. our top eight our or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like little things and it was just, just starting out. But now it's it's used as like our main source of information and that can either be good or bad. Like if we take in too much at one time, obviously it's, it's going to be bad. Too much of anything is bad. Yeah. But I feel like more so than ever, we're having these conversations and we're making changes actively. Like we're, we're actually having the discussion now to respect someone's pronouns where that would have never been a conversation for us, right. you know, and it would have been like something that we joked about or yes. like, or it would have been made fun of like when we were at school. And I know that's sad, but that's just the reality of it. Like it's um, crazy how things have changed in just, I mean, 20 years, how old are we? Um, 10, yeah. you know, 12 years since we've graduated or so. So yeah, it's crazy. Yep. I think that that, that shows- Even, that, even yeah. like, I'm, I think about like the things that we went through as, as females in school, like all of the crazy amounts of sexual harassment that we've experienced, not just you and I, but like probably every single one of our female classmates has experienced at one time or another, like, a joke at their expense, which got taken too far and then lasted for days at school because people just kept it going. And it was just like so frustrating, but it almost became like normal or something that we just endured. And now people are having the conversation so much so that other men are calling out other men, which is great. And I Love just it. feel like that wouldn't have happened for us then. So as much as it is bad, it's nice to see that like, these are questions and and conversations that we're actually having now so I do have hope for the future because I feel like now is the beginning yeah. you know we're yeah. going to continue having these conversations and we're going to continue making changes and then eventually we're going to get to a place where it's just going to start getting better yeah I think you're right I think 
like you say, like when we were in high school, we were not having these conversations. So the kids nowadays are having these conversations when their parents, you know, when their mm-hmm. parents and they're teaching their kids, they're going to have even more conversations because they're not even having the same conversations that we're having because we went through something different than what they're going through. You know, right. um, I can't even imagine going through high school now with being on zoom and all that craziness my poor sister's been a teacher i feel so bad for her uh, my uncle he has to get his you know his everything ready for online it's like triple the work you know it just it's it's a lot for this whole country i feel like has been going through so much i i know that it's gonna make us all stronger um you know it really is which is you know the positive side of it all like you say like i do think you're i'm just agreeing with you like <clears throat> having these conversations all of it, it it's just gonna help i mean it, it might hurt some things but it might be like two steps forward one step back type of thing where you know we're getting yeah. progress and we go back and, you know we just gotta as long as we keep moving forward or keep getting up after we fall down I think that's the main thing that's what's going to keep our society our you know livelihoods in you know just moving forward and you know keep mm-hmm. going towards a peaceful life because i don't know I, i'm trying to think like what's it going to be like after this but it's like when is it ever going to be after because it's still just going to be so true going. it's just going to be now like yeah. after this is going to be now just like <laughs> now is now i mean like there's really no after um and and i can't i I keep hearing people say that, like when they come yeah. into the store, too, they're just like, "Oh, I can't wait until this is all over." And I'm just like, "Oh, I'm tired of hearing that joke or yeah. that like phrase." Because it's like we don't know when that's gonna be, and even when it does happen, it's not gonna be like you know, like the forward or the past. It's gonna be like, okay, that's the now. That's yeah, the it, yeah. It's not even gonna be like, uh, oh, on September 29th we decided that you're good now virus is yeah. gone. everybody's clear you know it's like yeah, wait a minute. it's still doesn't... have all these lasting effects of what happened and now we have to deal with those Ugh. so now we have to yeah, now we have to just continue and move forward and and i don't know uh well one thing <laughs> that that made me think of is today I went to go get a wax because it's been three weeks since I got a wax <laughs> literally TMI to everybody watching and eventually watching but I had the longest hair on my face I've ever had in my life in places that shouldn't have hair mind you, because my eyebrows are nice and dark and fine and yeah. I'm good with that and my hair is okay but when you have hair here and here it's not a good look but thankfully I gotta wear the mask <laughs> so but anyways my point of the story was I went to go get a wax today and I've been having word vomit of course because I'm just so bored at home you know I can only talk to my kids which I love but their consciousness level is a child so I like this conversation um so when I went to the wax place they had the two receptionists and I'm just joking with them talking to them and then I go back with the woman who's gonna wax me And I just continued kind of my energy of just like being in a playful kind of, I was super excited to talk to you. So I was just, you know, getting ready for the day. And 
normally, you know, when you're in there with your wax, you might not always have that conversation or like have that energy. And so you won't, you know, you won't engage with them. But what I think was very interesting about today was I, I was in a super positive, just good mood by myself, but it carried over to my conversation with her. And what actually happened was she opened up to me about her son and how he had like an issue that was mm-hmm. actually what I had gone through with my head. I told you about that, right? Where I, I mm-hmm. had gotten hit in the head with a tree and it got infected and my hair started yeah. falling out in high school. I'd never told anyone really during the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what it was. Um, I went to many different doctors, uh, biopsies taken. They didn't know what it was. I almost died. Ended up telling my chiropractor, he told us about colloidal silver and Mm -hmm. it's antiviral or antiviral antibacterial. And we put that on there and it cleared up the infection right away. And then my hair started growing back. And so I had gone through that. Never thought in my millions of talking to people, years of everything that I would meet someone that had something similar but here, mm-hmm. this woman who I'm talking and getting a wax from is telling me about her son who, this happened to him when he was younger. He was like three or four, she was saying. But she was saying that recently he's been saying that it's been coming back. Like there's mm-hmm. something on his head that is just like itching him, but it's not dandruff because the she, she went through the same thing with him and like they were doing biopsies and stuff and nothing, they didn't know what to tell him. Um, all the doctors were like, eh, you know, good luck type of thing. And so yeah. he just had to like live with it. But I was thankful enough to come across this stuff. And so when I heard her say this, I was like, oh my God, like I have to share this. I have to help this woman. And so mm-hmm. I think that I, I that like has been stuck in my head today of just like, when we say what's on our mind or we, you know, we say, when we're truly ourselves, we're able to make the connections that we need in order to help other people. Because if mm-hmm. I was in like a grumpy mood and I'm all like, Meh, I probably wouldn't have been so open talking to her. She wouldn't have felt so open to talk to me and mm-hmm. she might not have gotten her son healed, you know? And I know that this stuff works for me. So I'm, you know, most mm-hmm. likely it'll work for her and her son, but it's just, it's so interesting because, and the reason why it even stemmed from that was because she told me that I smelled good. And <laughs> yeah, and so it was like, she's like, oh, you smell so good. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I didn't put anything on yeah. and I had just showered. And the funny thing about that was after I got out of the shower, I smelled my armpit and I was still stinky for some reason. And I was like, oh my God. And I went and I like scrubbed it because I was like, I don't know what happened. So when she told me that I smell good, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> but, like, uh, <laughs> like, what do I smell like? No. So like she told me I smell good. And then so from that, it led on to me saying that I had put something in my hair and I had put something in my hair because, you know, I felt like I had something itchy on my head. You know, I think that was more. Yeah. That. So it just like stems from one thing to the other and making all these connections were able, I was able to help out this woman and her son. And it, like literally ever since that's happened, my whole energy all day has been even more ramped up because I feel so great about being able to help this person, you mm-hmm. know? And so that whole idea, that concept has been stuck. And I'm like, I just want other people, I want to urge other people to just say what's on their mind, you know, say that like, 
it might come off weird at first. It might be breaking yes. the ice, but it might lead to someone getting healed or your new job opportunity or, you know, uh, like actually just the other day I was at Joanne Fabrics and we were waiting outside because it wasn't open yet. Mm-hmm. And this guy had um, like the Nacho Libre mask, but like, you know, a mask. And it, so it didn't go all the way like a real one. But yeah. It was like the all of the um, Mexican, like the characters that they play the and the yeah. wrestling on his, you know, mask or whatever. And he started selling them. And then I actually talked to him about joining the, the Diamond Tree. So I hope he, hope he hears this because he's supposed to send me an email that um, <laughs> I don't know if he pressed send. So I hope he presses send so we can get in contact more. But um he was only doing his stuff through Instagram. So I was like, oh, you, you know, come to my site. I host it for free, you know? So having like a conversation and he was Hispanic, you know? And like, I think like sometimes people might not have that conversation with them because they're afraid or with things going on that it, it might, you know, it just, there can be uncomfortable situations, but if you move past that uncomfort and you just, you know, get out of that comfort zone, you'll make that connection with someone that Mm -hmm. you might, you never would have made before. And it put you in a better place than you were before. At least for me, the last couple experiences have really like made me think like, "Hmm, maybe I need to like not be so afraid to like say what's on my mind sometimes because it's maybe someone else is thinking it or there's something that I can, you know, actually help this person with. So Mm that's kind of been my mindset today. And then I think going forward is like, if I have something in my mind, I'm just going to say it. And if it bothers people, well, it's going to bother them. And they, you know, we can talk about it, but like, overall, I just, I'm, I think people need to say more of what's on their mind. And then if there's an issue, we can have a conversation, you know, and that goes for everybody. It's like, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be afraid to have that conversation or ha- speak our mind the whole you know amendment of like you know freedom of speech somehow that has been taken almost away from us the social media is like this fear that like someone's gonna cancel us or take us down or attack us and give us threats and stuff but I think that maybe that's kind of I don't know the technology age kind of taking over and we need to bring back our humanness to it you know bring back that like like yeah this is how it is but this is how I'm gonna be kind of thing like you know like yeah we can be like this way because this is working but you know if you can be better why not you know so I don't know that's just my concept perspective (laughs) outlook on doing what you're afraid to do because it might help someone else out (laughs) reaching out reaching out yes reaching out more saying more comfort zone Mm -hmm. yeah and like I don't know it just is so weird to me I feel like that it it was because she said that I smelled good and then now I was like no but um we've had let's see it's it's been um, almost two and a half hours or about like two hours. Yeah, it's 2.23 right now. So I am so happy with our conversation. I'm sure we could talk for many more hours. We but probably I, could. I know that you are the attention fan of other people though. Yeah. <laughs> True. so if you guys can keep up i'm sorry we i hope you're still listening to this 
but um, yes. So for everybody, out, everybody that's actually now watching this at home, please continue to watch the next episode. Um, I'm going to be doing this uh, not in a consistent form, but I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this. I like that you're honest about it, though. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. It pretty inconsistently. It's going to be but... inconsistent. <laughs> Because I'm a mom. I got two kids to worry about. They come first. Business is up there. Um, but I do want to, like, I'm doing will a you few. Be, will you be posting these on your site, on the Diamond Tree? Yes, it'll, it'll be on the okay. site and on YouTube. So I want you, obviously, do whatever you want with it. But hopefully share it so people can cool. hear us talk and get into our brains a little bit. Um, maybe we'll have some weird conversations about it. I might bring up some uh, interesting responses. I don't know. I hope so. I hope it, you know, bridges the gap, you know, between mm -hmm. two people. And if it, if it pisses some people off, I don't think I said anything that anything would be pissed off by. But if there is, I'm so open to having a conversation with you. I would love to have you um, message me or talk to me or, you know, um, reach out to talk to us about anything that we talked about today because um, it's just, this is the life that we're living. And I just, I want people to be happy and I want, you know, to uh, contribute to that happiness in some way. So uh, if that means talking to you or talking to other people <laughs> or talking to myself, then I'm going to do that. So <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> no, but thank okay. you. Honestly, thank you so much. I had such a fun time. Um, and then we'll find Sequoia's interview soon and get her yes. on the website. I'm so excited for everything. Um, send me those links so that we can post them. And then anything else you want to share, just uh, send it in an email and then I'll post this as soon as I can. Definitely. But I love you. you. Good luck with everything. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yes, we'll talk really soon, I'm sure. Yay. Okay. Bye. Bye.